What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Maylari. So today is the start of the NFL playoffs, Super Wild Card Weekend. I'm going to be doing a preview with the sports guru, Mike Hurley. He's live here on FaceTime to give me his picks. We're going to break down each game, preview them, give us uh, some hot takes, too. He's going to talk about his hot takes. I'll talk about mine. We'll talk about some ones that actually went well, too. I mean, Mike actually did say a hot take, a dark horse for the AFC South was the Jacksonville Jaguars winning the division, and lo and behold, they won the division. So... He did some good hot takes. We'll we'll recap some of our good ones and also give some new ones uh, for the playoff run and give you guys our brackets. And we'll also rank each quarterback in the playoffs uh, by by how comfortable we are with you know how they're going to perform or how confident we are. So we'll see how it goes. Hope you guys enjoy it. The sports guru Mike Hurley. How are we doing, Mike? We're doing good. Big day. Big sports day. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're going the beast tonight, so it's probably more important than uh, the 4:25 game between the Seahawks and Niners. <laughs> yeah, but. Couple of primetime matchups, same hour. What are you going to do? What can you do? Mitch Marner and the boys versus the Bruins, huh? <laughs> That's right. We'll see how it goes, but hopefully the Bees get you a win. Um, so we'll start off. Seahawks, Niners, 4.30 today. Game's at San Francisco. It's supposed to be a bad day with rain. It's going to be heavy rainfall mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the morning, and then we'll be raining at game time still. Uh, so the thunderstorms obviously make it tough to throw the ball, so it's going to force teams to have to run. How do you feel about each team in this game? Obviously, San Francisco beat Seattle twice in the regular season, once with Jimmy G, once with Brock Purdy. How do you feel about Seattle in this game or thoughts in the game in general? They're, they're heavy favorites. I think they'll probably win again, but it will be a close game. Um, usually, bad weather makes it low scoring, but the better defense usually pulls away. San Fran's probably best defense in the league. So, Yeah, I think I would probably say the same thing. I think it's going to be a very close game. Uh, one interesting thing I saw from CBS Sports or an article from them the winner of the first two matchups in a third meeting is 14-9. So the Seahawks got swept in the regular season, obviously, by the Niners. 14-9, that's, that's, yeah. 6-0-9 win percentage for the team that was 2-0. and That's still pretty good. But if you look at it, nine losses, though, in that third meeting. I mean, right. it's tough to beat a team three times, especially a great coach like Pete Carroll, which you won't get to every coach in that division. You know I'm a big Sean McVay fan, but we'll stay out of that for now. Um, but looking at the Seahawks, though, very good coach, obviously, in Pete Carroll. Geno Smith's overperformed this year. The team in general has been great, but Geno Smith's play is elite, uh, especially considering, I mean, they traded uh, Russell Wilson, and they got a great return, and yeah, Geno Smith's the biggest been great. Uh, surprise of the season, right? Yeah, I would say so. I, and that's another thing we're going to talk about. Whenever we get to the end, we'll probably, you know, give a couple, uh, you know, breakdowns of, of what happened in the season. And one surprise team, obviously, the Seahawks, the Seahawks being unreal and Geno Smith. And then there's some uh, tough tough picks there with the uh, Raiders and the Colts for me. So on the opposite end of the spectrum, unfortunately. But. Yeah, I took the Broncos. They were the worst, biggest disappointment. So, hey. Looks like a Don move by Pete Carroll. Get rid of Russ. It's a part of it, right? Like, you got to get hot Geno Cook. Geno, yeah, Geno was nice. Geno in the year, 4,282 pass yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, and a 70% completion percentage, which was number one in the NFL. 70%. Hey, hey, respect. So if you look at it, as I said, 14-9 in that third meeting. Teams are that were 2-0 in the regular season versus team. I think it's going to have to force Brock Purdy, just the weather and just the situation itself, going to force Brock Purdy being a heavy, high-pressure situation that he hasn't really been in yet. Obviously, mm. playoff game, it's a lot you know, more tense and a bigger environment. And with the rain, it's going to be harder, obviously, to throw the ball. I think he can make a mistake, and that could cost him at least make it very close. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. I think the Seahawks cover 9.5 easily. Yeah, I think they cover it just because I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but um, San Fran just got a better running game. 
San Francisco. They've got, yeah. They got McCaffrey, Mitchell, Debo runs, that yeah. kid, Mason, and even Purdy can run around a little bit. So I mean, they're number one in the NFL. And Juszczyk there is he's a decent uh, fullback, good lead block. So if it just becomes the high school football game with all running, I think San Fran, they've got the better situation. I would agree with at you home, there. At home, better defense. I would agree with you. I mean, they had 2,360 rush outs on the year, which was good enough for seventh in the NFL. So that's pretty yeah, impressive. And think about it. If they run like a reverse, you know, Ayuk or somebody can get loose. Yeah. A lot of weapons on the offense. I was going to say, so. they probably have the most weapons of any team in the playoffs, I would say. Number one most weapons, I would you say. You can even see the rain as their advantage, right? Because if they assume that you have to run the ball more, it takes the ball away from Purdy. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Seattle, I mean, their run game is just middle of the pack, just about. Um, yeah. Two thousand and forty-two season. No, they get some. They get some good players. Kenneth Walker is pretty good. Gino can move a little. Obviously, he's not really a yeah. mobile quarterback, you know, like he was before. But he can move a little bit. Uh, Kenneth Walker, solid. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lock. I mean, they can throw the ball. It's gonna be hard to throw today. So it's gonna be a lot on Kenneth Walker to make plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Obviously, but I think Seattle's gonna keep it close. As I said, I think it's gonna be probably a one-score game. Uh, and obviously, it's gonna come down to who makes a play. And I think Brock Purdy, though, if you look at it, he's five and zero in his. In his Five starts, 13 touchdowns, four picks. I get all that. 67% completion percentage, 107.3 passer rating. I know his stats are pretty good, but he really hasn't been in a situation where it was like a, you know, do or die, go home, or, you know, mm-hmm. win or go home. He hasn't really been in any of those situations. That's why I think this right. situation today, high pressure. I think you could get to him. I honestly still have the Niners, I believe, going to the Super Bowl, if I remember my bracket right, which will break it down at the end. But I don't know if I have all the confidence, though, in him getting there. Yeah. Well, it'll help him a lot if he gets by this week, right? That's the thing. If you just get one win, I think, obviously, yeah, you get a lot of momentum. And I was listening to your boy Colin Coward, and he had a stat. Rookie starting quarterbacks in the playoffs, the last nine playoff starts, they're 1-8 in their last nine games with a 54.4% completion percentage, 200 passing yards a game, 13 touchdowns with 13 picks, with a 70.3 passer rating. Who's so, the one win, Dak? Probably Dak. I think Dak got a win his rookie year. Yeah, they lost. They lost the second game. You're right. Yeah. It was Zeke and Dak, both rookie years. Um, but that's the thing, though. I I would say Purdy probably would be better than the 54% completion percentage. I mean, he's pretty accurate, considering he throws, you know, safer passes most of the time. It's a lot of screens and drags. Yeah, safe passes. Yeah. And you get, you know, you touch passes right and Debo in motion, which Debo wasn't the player he was last year. It's another disappointment, obviously. Uh, yeah. but they have a lot of weapons there, though. But he wasn't the same player that he was, obviously, that he was drafted to be in fantasy. I think their defense is better, though. Defense is money. The only weakness they have is the secondary. But if it's a, if there's no passing game today, then yeah, you can't really get beat there, right? If you if you can't really throw the ball in that weather, right? You really can't get beat deep. Uh, but they're number one in the NFL though in points per game allowed on defense, sixteen point three. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty I mean, impressive. He's got, he's got a couple of dump trucks. You just dump it off to McCaffrey and Debo. He does. He does. McCaffrey. I, I'm not a big McCaffrey guy, but he obviously had a very good season. Yeah, he's um, a pass catcher though. He screwed me over fantasy a couple times. I was never the biggest fan of him, but obviously he has a lot of talent. He's a good player, but you were a McCaffrey guy. I know that. But uh, that's the thing about the Niners' defense. They're really good, 17 points just about per game allowed, which is obviously number one in the NFL, which is elite, 16.3. So we'll see what happens in this game today. If you were to give a score prediction, what would you say? I think it's going to go the under, so it's probably going to be low scoring. What is it, a 42-point line? So. Let me see. I don't know I'll if make anyone's sure. even going to get to 20. This could be like a... 1915 or something. 42 is the line. 9.5, the Seahawks are underdogs, but I think the Niners don't clear the 9.5. I don't think they're going to cover that. 
Uh, I'm going to go Niners winning this game very close, like a 20-17. to 17. But I would not be surprised. My hot take, which is not really a hot take, but I'm taking this, the Niners to win this game since I have them in my bracket. But I would not be surprised if Seattle were to win this game. And I think you'd probably agree too. At least you think they could be close. You wouldn't be surprised if they're close. But I think they could win this game. Yeah. I think they could win it. But we'll have to see what happens there. Um, now we'll move on. Obviously, the Chargers, Jackson was part of the game you're most excited for, I'd imagine, on the oh, weekend. Yeah. LA Chargers at Jacksonville Jaguars tonight, 8.15 p.m. The last meeting between the two teams, Jacksonville got a huge win in week three, 38 to 10. Trevor Lawrence on the day in that game, 28 to 39 passing, 262 yards and three touchdowns. How do you feel about this matchup for Jacksonville? I think it's a slam dunk, Jacksonville. For I two would, reasons. I would agree one, with you. I think Trevor Lawrence is better than Herbert. But I'm with more you. More importantly, I think Staley is the worst coach in the league. And Peterson, he's already won a Super Bowl. So, huge coaching advantage. They're at home. Um, and it's not like Herbert's played in the playoffs yet. So, it's essentially like a it's a playoff debut for both of them. I'm with you there. Trevor's, Trevor played more big games in his life. He's college football, national championships twice. He's never lost in a Saturday game. High he's school, college, or in the NFL. He's never lost at all. He doesn't lose much, obviously. Uh if you look at the on the season, great Come season on, for Trev. Last matchup, 38-10. 38-10. Three touchdowns for Trev in that game. I think going to be another route. I really think he wins by at least two scores. The two-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game, I think it's just because L.A. has probably more talent than Jacksonville, I would say. Roster-wise, it should be better than they are, but the coaching obviously makes a big difference. And they have some injuries as well. I don't know. Mike Williams is out. Mike Williams is out. Yeah, I think they, Jacksonville might have a better, a deeper passing game. Yeah, Chargers. Chargers just have a you know Keenan Allen more high end, more high end players. Eckler is what you probably hope ETN can be at his ceiling. So I mean, ETN had a very good year, but I, I would agree with you there for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, Eckler had like twenty touchdowns though. So. You're right. If you look at the Chargers, I mean, Brandon Staley is obviously not a great coach. Then you lose Mike He's Williams up. for two to three weeks with a back fracture because he played last week at a game against Denver that didn't really mean much. And I think at the end of the day, the Giants were the best decision by benching all of their starters. You got to well, you got to play it safe. Yeah, also Peterson now knows. He knows that Staley's going to go for all these fourth and fours on their own 38. The analytics say it, but I don't agree. Yeah. Position battle, yeah. Oof. And Jackson's coming to red hot. I don't see Staley making the right decisions. So I would agree That's with you there. Herbert, and they're on the road. Jackson's coming to red hot. Five wins in a row. They've already overachieved. Yeah. They, I had mean, a win, they had a winning get-in last week. So and they did already, it. They were already playing intense games. And they Shut down you, Derrick Henry. And if you look at it, they... Not only have achieved over the expectations of what they've already had. I mean, they've already overachieved heavily going into the season. There weren't really heavy expectations on the team, but now they're playing with house money and winning five games in a row, getting caught at the right time, and getting in the playoffs. Which, as I prefaced with in the beginning of the episode, you did have them as a dark horse, even though you didn't have them winning the division. You said I would not be surprised they're a dark horse to win that AFC South division. You were right about that. And it's going to be a genuine home game because I don't think the Chargers really have a big national following. So. You're right. Game for Jacksonville, first time they've been in the playoffs in a while. You're right. I would agree with you there. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine. Good atmosphere. I think it's going to be a good atmosphere for that Jaguars team. Why not? I mean, it's their first playoff game since 2017, right? That AFC Championship I run. I just can't believe they're home dogs. Really not. <laughs> it's probably, it obviously has to do with probably just that roster. I, I, as I said, I, I, they're more top heavy, that roster in yeah. LA, but I think Jacksonville is the underdog here, obviously, but I, I don't really see it as an underdog, though. Do you know what I mean? I think they win this game. Well, statistically, too, what since week nine, Trevor Lawrence is one of, if not the best quarterback in the league. You're right. Yeah, no, he's been he's been balling. Takes care of the ball, scores a lot. 
I mean, on the year, his stats are great overall as well. If you look at it, he had 25 passing touchdowns, 8 picks, 5 rushing touchdowns with 30 touchdowns total in the season, 17 games, 66% completion percentage, which is obviously great. I mean, he was he had a great season. He had a great run. And I mean, it's not like, you know, the, the quarterbacks, they're similar physically. Yeah. Like six, six, 230. I like run. Trevor Lawrence more, though. I, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is a better yeah, quarterback. Uh, but if you look at this is – this was Jacksonville's first playoff game since the 2017 playoffs. It was really 2018 a year, but 2017 season, they lost that AFC Championship to the Patriots. Then before that, the last time they made the playoffs was 2008. So the last two times they made the playoffs were 2008 and 2018. So yeah. that crowd's going to obviously be electric considering how much it will become. And they have just about the second or third best quarterback of the future in my eyes. I think Patrick Mahomes is still the number one quarterback in the league in the future, but I'd imagine Trevor Lawrence is right there below him at two. Uh, and then Burrow at three, but we'll see. We'll give our takes uh, about the quarterbacks. But, yeah, in this game, though, I think if you look at it, I think obviously top-heavy roster for that Chargers team, that's probably why they're favorites, and also 10-7 and seven record. I don't really believe in records too much in the playoffs because you make it in, anything can happen, right? I mean, Brady's in the playoffs. I know you like Brady a lot. You don't really care about his record. You just know Brady's Brady. Yeah. So that's just how it you know, obviously plays out. But if you had to give a score prediction in this game, what do you think it would be? Obviously, Jackson's two and a half point underdogs. But we both think Jacksonville wins this game. Yeah, I could see 28-20. Okay, I like that. I was probably a little bit more that's high scoring. One, that's only a one-score game. but I'd say 34-27. I'm going to go with – I'll go with Jacksonville winning 34-27. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game considering both offenses like throwing the ball. and They can run the ball as well. Like you said, Austin Eckler and Travis Etienne, two of the best in the game. I think they're going to be a pass-heavy uh, matchup here in this game. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence getting the win. I think he's the better quarterback. I think both of us, like Trevor Lawrence coming into the season, you were higher on him than I was. I still had him probably in the lower 20s just because the situation around him going into the season I didn't think was great. It obviously worked out. They got some offensive line help. Christian Kirk's been great. Evan Ingram's been great. Zay Jones has been great. Three, three free agent off-season pickups for that team, and all three of them have been great. Yeah. So Common, I, common denominator is they got a better quarterback. I mean, hey – this year than last year. Stats yes. for the individual receivers. I would imagine, yeah, with Christian Kirk, 1,100 you know, receiving yards. Zay Jones, 823. Evan Ingram, 766. And you look at their touchdowns for all three of those oh, guys. Eight, five, and four. Yeah. Yeah. Eight touchdowns for Kirk, five for Zay Jones, four for Ingram, three for Marvin Jones. I mean, Trevor, I mean, Trevor Lawrence really just passed around. Lately. Like, they've been getting a ton of them in the second half of the year. So yeah. they're, they're clicking. And Trevor Lawrence has time to throw him. He's only been sacked 27 times this year. <laughs> so that's just about one and a half times per game. Under that, just about. So, it's pretty good though. Travis, Travis had a pretty good season. Obviously, and I know both of us were fans of him. I was the highest. Is pretty on the team. decent too. I think they make plays. A sneaky, sneaky good defense. They make some plays, and I think that's the thing. It's going to come down to probably who can make some obviously, individual talent out there. Who can make the most it, uh, plays? Rayshon Jenkins, the goat. Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen's a beast. Got, uh, Devin Trayvon Lloyd. Walker is that the guy? Trayvon Walker was the first pick in the draft. Josh Allen's a beast. Um, if you look at also Rayshon Jenkins, the safety, 112 tackles on the year combined with a sack, three and tackles then or loss. Or whatever. He's oh, he's number one in the league in tackles. Snaps. 184 yeah. combined tackles, which is nuts. He like, hasn't missed a defensive snap in like three years or something. He's nuts. a beast. 12 tackles for a loss and two sacks, 184 combined tackles. Very impressive season. Two forced fumbles from nine quarterback hits. That's probably got to watch out for in that game. Consider, I mean, L.A., they're without Mike Williams. I mean... They He's might, a big deep threat, so I was gonna say they might have to force the ball into windows and whoever gets the pass rush and you know can hit the quarterback quicker. I think that pass rush in Jackson was probably more ferocious, I'd say, than the LA one. That's At least it. right now. I'd say right now. They get to the quarterback. Yeah, I, and I think um 
the Chargers defense takes more risks. Too. They do. They do. I mean, Dirty they don't have a... He kind of he kind of freewheels. Their leading sack guy is Fox at defensive line with six and a half. So mm-hmm. they don't really have a, a guy that's going to get we you eight what, to ten. I mean, they Khalil Mack. What do you say? Mack, Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James. Nazir Adderley's pretty good. I mean, yeah, they don't really have... Sante Samuel Jr., yeah. They, I was close. Khalil Mack, eight sacks. He's number one on the eight, team. But besides yeah. that, six and a half. But I like Jacksonville's pass rush Bosa more. Bosa missed some time, though, right? Bosa missed a couple games, I'm pretty sure, yeah. But I like Jacksonville's pass rush more. I, I, I would probably say, I so. if it comes down to it, I would probably go with Jacksonville's. Uh, but you think it's a one-score game as well, so we both think it's going to be a close one. Um, obviously, we'll see what happens in that game. We'll see what Bosa's games were total here. Five games for Bosa's only played, so... Not a not a uh, lot of yeah, games played on the season. Two and a half sacks on the year, though, in those five games. So he's still productive when he does play. But I do like that Jacksonville pass rush more. I'll say that. And if you look at it, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to who makes more plays. That's just about every playoff game. Who makes more plays, who limits turnovers, who plays smarter, right? That's how every sports game, for the most part, comes down to at the end of it. Who yeah. played smarter the whole game and made less mistakes. So, and who can take advantage of those mistakes? Jacksonville took advantage of the Chargers' struggles in that Week 3 game. 38-10, obviously it's hard to beat a team a second time, but Doug Peterson, better coach than Brandon Staley, I'm with you there. Yeah, I would agree. Jacksonville wins this game. Lock it in. It comes down to situational uh, football. I think Peterson gives – he's got a good presence on the sidelines. Staley, he's just – he doesn't instill confidence. No, he doesn't. I'm with you there. That's the problem, I think, at the end of the day. He's not really uh, no. a productive – Yeah, I would he's say, known for rolling the dice, but he doesn't win enough of those dice rolls. I would agree with you. I think here's the thing: they should have more production than they have. I mean, they still score points. The thirteenth in the NFL points per game, twenty three, middle of the pack. They still score points, eighth in total yards. But I, I would agree with you. I think this team's not really uh, equipped with with the coach to really win and go on a run. So I would. I, would but I think in that division, Peterson. right? There's not there's not really any standout defenses like in the division they play. So a lot of high scoring games in that division. I would agree with you there. I would agree with you. Even and that division Chiefs, was. They, they regularly let up high 20s in points. They do. That division, though, was one of the most uh, surprising divisions in football, just how deflated it was the whole season. I mean, the Chiefs are 14-3, Chargers being 10-7 and are good, and then you look at the other two teams, Broncos 5-12, and obviously had a tough season, uh, but it just was not Raiders. the year of – and the Raiders as well. The Raiders were 6-11. and 11. It just was not the year for that division. I was a big Raiders guy. They finished 6-11. and 11. Uh, That was one of the mm-hmm. worst parts of the season. Uh, which but even get, they had a good offense. They, they scored points. They have, they have talent. Obviously, Josh Jacobs is one of the best running backs in the league, and Devontae Adams still the best receiver in my league in my eyes. I know you're a big Cooper Cup guy, but I think Devontae Adams is still the best receiver in the league. So. Cooper Cup. We'll see next year. McVeigh. Hey, McVeigh's going back for another year, so we'll see what happens. Uh, and they also said they're going to keep Matt Stafford for another year, too. They picked up his option, I believe. So <laughs> both of them will be back, McVeigh and Stafford, the two guys that led them to a Super Bowl last year with Cooper Cup. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens in that game. So we both like Jacksonville in this game over the Chargers. Now we're moving to Sunday's games. Miami Dolphins at Buffalo Bills tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Miami without two attack of Aloha and Teddy Bridgewater. Quarterback Skyler Thompson. He's a rookie. We'll be getting the start for Miami. One touchdown to three picks on the year for Thompson. As I said, a rookie quarterback. And rookie quarterbacks don't really have much success at all in the playoffs, especially a guy that's only played a couple <laughs> games. barely played, yeah. Yeah, only has played a couple oh games. God. He does have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, but they really couldn't force the ball downfield to them last game. Uh, and they had to win to get in. They did end up beating the Jets in a... Nine to six game with yeah, three field goals, fight, yeah. three field goals, three hundred two yards on offense, and really couldn't really get much going on offense. Skyler Thompson's twenty thirty one passing, one hundred fifty two yards, no touchdowns, obviously, and a seventy six point three quarterback passer rating. But 
you look at it, that game, they really relied on the run heavily. Mostert was 11 of 71. Jeff Wilson was 16 of 72. Do you see any chance for Miami to keep this at least somewhat close? I think the line's, what, 13? 13 uh, and a half. Yeah, 13 and a half. No, I think this is going to be like 45-10. They might be able to pull out like some trick run play. I think... Because Mostert ran around on them up in Buffalo. Yeah, Mostert's a good back. And, and, and you even look at uh, their other back. not that durable, but... Yeah, Mostert's not the best back. I would agree with you there. He's pretty good, though. Jeff really Wilson's pretty to solid, too. Is Hill or Mostert or Waddle, like, get loose. Wilson's pretty oh. solid. Or oh, Gasecki even had a pretty good game uh, last week. Four for 46, which was leading receiving in yards for that team, who has Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So, uh, but if you look at it, we both do like Jason Sanders. He was 3 of 3 in that game. So that's a positive for that yeah. Dolphins team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'll say this, though. Buffalo, 13.5 point favorites. Obviously had a good win against Patriots last week. Get some momentum back. I think if you look at this team for Buffalo, they should win this game by that 13 half. I think 13 half is a lot to cover, though, in a playoff game. But when you have two attack of Aloha and Teddy Bridgewater, they probably cover that, I would say. But 13 half is a heavy line in any NFL game. 13 half is a lot. This is going to look a little bit like Georgia versus TCU. <laughs> you think so? 65 to 7? So, yeah. Usually playoffs ramps up the intensity. So all the Buffalo guys are going to be running around nuts. They wish they had the bye, they think they deserved it. So, I mean, this is as close as a buy as you're going to get. I yeah, I would agree with you there. I think if you look at Jacksonville, Chargers game, I think that'll be close when Jacksonville gets a win. You look at this game, probably the reverse, though. Probably will be a Buffalo yeah. blowout. So, uh, even though our first two games, we both thought were going to be close, this will probably be the one game that's a blowout. Well, this is gonna, yeah, this is going to be a blowout. <laughs> that's going to be, obviously, a tough one. I think the one thing for the Dolphins, though, is they do have a lot of firepower. I mean, if you just get the ball to Jalen Waddle in open space to Tyreek Hill, they can make things happen. That's why I think I don't I, I don't think they're going to win this game. Obviously, I think they're going to lose. But no. Buffalo's rolling, though, right now. Seven wins in a row. They have to pull out some type of wildcat to mix it up and hold the ball. I don't think they've got any other shot. Does Skylar Thompson throw for 200 yards in this game? He only threw for 152 no, last week. I don't think so. <laughs> Here's the thing. They're going to be down. They're going to have to throw the ball. They're not going to rely on the run as much. They're going to have to abandon it at some point. You can probably throw 200, maybe. He only gets 200 if it's a backdoor cover, like the last couple of drives of the game. With Fourth quarter. Out for the Bills. Fourth quarter, just last drive or two. Josh Allen this year. We're talking about him really quick. I know you're a big Josh Allen guy. Very good season. 4,283 passing yards, 35 touchdowns, 14 picks. On the ground, seven rushing touchdowns, 762 yards as well running. Josh Allen in this game, he probably doesn't have to do too much to win this game, I'd imagine, right? A couple touchdowns probably gets the job done. Three or four, t- three touchdowns probably yeah, gets the job probably done. Yeah, he'll probably put up like four touchdowns and maybe, maybe more. I think, I think they'll probably run the ball as well. Obviously, they'll be second half probably up, right? You'd imagine, so they'll probably have to run the ball. And you look at the Dolphins, 0-4 in the month of December. They're the only team, which I just heard on Colin Coward's show, only team to go 0-4 in September or worse and make the playoffs. And they did that, 0-4, oh. and, and then they lost on January 1st as well against the Patriots. So between December and January, they were 1-5. and 1-5 and in the last six games. Uh, they went on stretches, though, during the season. Three wins, three losses, five wins, five losses, and then a yeah. win. A lot of stretches over, that se- over the course of the season, but you don't see any luck for Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins today. Or tomorrow. No. <laughs> 1 o'clock game, too. So I don't even think Josh Allen has to play in this game for them to win, but he will, and he's probably going to put up. Bunch of touchdowns, and then I think Miami probably loses this game by a good amount. But I do think they maybe first quarter they get a touchdown, keep it within like 21 7 after the first quarter, maybe or not first quarter, first half, like 21 7. Maybe I think they can keep it maybe a couple, you know, a couple touchdowns for the first half, and then maybe you know, obviously gets messy after that. But if you had to give a score prediction for this game, what would you go? I'd probably go Buffalo winning this game 
42 to... Yeah, no, I'm going to go lower. 34-10, Buffalo. I think it's going to be like 45-10. Okay. 34-17, I'll go. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give him another touchdown. 34-17, Buffalo Bills winning this game. <laughs> so now we're moving on to my game, my favorite game of the weekend. New York Giants at Minnesota Vikings, 4.30 p.m. Giants... Obviously, playing with house money now. No one really expects them to be where they're at right now besides me and very few others. If you look at this Giants team, they're fully healthy. Everyone in the injury report is completely cleared. Everyone's healthy to go. Isaiah Hodgins was put on the injury report today. I don't know if he got hurt getting off the plane or something because he didn't practice. Uh-oh. or he, he wasn't hurt during the week and also didn't play last week, so I don't know how he got an ankle injury, but they say he should be ready to go and is expected to play. Were they partying again like last, last time they made the playoffs? I would hope not. 2016 was a tough stretch <laughs> for the Giants. Uh, but first playoff berth since 2016. We haven't won a playoff game since that 2012 Super Bowl run. A lot's on the line for the Giants in this, but at the end of the day, I think they're playing with house money, even if they weren't not to win this game. No one expects to be where they are right now. They're over-exceeded expectations, just like Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Even just Jacksonville and, the, and Trevor Lawrence, they've exceeded expectations. I think the Giants are just like that as well. And... How do you feel about this game? We talk about Minnesota as well. Uh, worst point differential for a 13 win team in NFL team. history. Minus three point differential. Yeah. Um, well, I think once you're in the playoffs, the expectation is you have to compete and try to win. So. I would agree. I, I think it will. This will be a toss up game. I think the Giants can beat them. Obviously, I think they have a better defense if they get the pass rush in there on on Cousins. I would agree with you. Get a lead. Um, Giants have a. Probably have a better run game overall. So if they yeah. get a lead and start running the ball, they should be able to pull it off, I think. Giants, I think the Vikings are the one team that are ripe for upset, if you even call it an upset. I would agree with you. Three, right, at home? Mm-hmm. That's not much. I'm with That's, you there. That means it would be a pick on a neutral field, more or less. It would be, yeah. The Giants minus, what, two and a half, is it? Or yeah, two, two and a half or three. Uh, minus two, plus that. three, plus three in the Vikings. Usually home field is three. worth like three points. Just about. Typically. Uh, but the Giants, like you said, their run game is very good. The Giants, 148 rushing yards per game, which is fourth best in the NFL. You look at yards allowed, they're 20th Minnesota in rushing yards allowed, 200 uh, or 123 on the ground every game, passing 31st in the NFL, 265 yards per game, passing allowed. I think Daniel Jones is going to exploit that pass game like he did the last time they played them on Christmas Eve. The Giants lost the game by three. Greg Joseph, 61 yard career long field goal for the win uh, just, just as time expired. Uh, but the Giants in that game were forced to throw the ball, and Daniel Jones played great. 30-42 passing, 334 yards. A touchdown, a pick, and four carries to 34 yards. The Vikings defense is not good. They're eighty eight point seven yards per game allowed, which is second worst in the NFL. Yeah, awful. They are a good team, though, in winning one-score games. They're 11-0 in one-score games, the most wins in NFL history for a team in a single season in one-score games. Mm. But you look at it, they start slow always. Quarters one through three. So first, second, and third quarters of games, they're 30th in the NFL point differential, minus 87. Oof. So the Giants have to get out ahead early, put pressure on the Vikings, score some points early, and then the fourth quarter is when the Vikings come back. They're plus 78 in the fourth quarter. That's when you have to find a way to control them then in the fourth quarter, keep the waters leveled like they did in yeah. that game. And the you Giants just got to get that, that pass rush home a couple times. And- Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, they're all healthy. Xavier McKinney we didn't have in that game. We didn't have uh, Xavier McKinney and Adoree Jackson. The Giants were without Adoree Jackson, the number one corner and number one safety. Xavier McKinney in that game on Christmas Eve. Giants lost a very close game in that one. I think this game's going to be close as well. But the Vikings, as I said, not a good defense, giving up 388 yards a game. Third worst in points per game allowed, 25.1. The Giants are going to score points, I think, in this game. 
How do you yeah, feel it, about It's a much more predictable offense. You know it's going to Jefferson. They're looking at him 18, 15 times a game. So. Jefferson was coming off a tough game against the – or second to last game against the Packers. He was locked up by Jair Alexander. Was only yeah. one catch on five targets for 15 yards in that game against Jair he's, Alexander. He's, he's one of – a lot of receivers are like that, though. They, they go hot and cold. He usually is a good bounce-back guy. After a Four of 38 game. last week. Four catches yeah. 38 yards against so the Bears. So do. That's the only question. They like running the ball, obviously, Dalvin Cook. I mean, they, they don't really have as many rush shots for him. 97 a game, yeah. it was, I said. Yeah. yeah, 97 a game. But I don't know. I think if you look at this team, the Vikings, the defense really isn't good. The offense can score points. The defense isn't good enough. And at the end of the day, a lot of the time, you win playoff games by your defense making big plays and big moments, right? And I, think so. I don't think this team has the defense to make a run. I think the Giants, if the Giants beat the Vikings, they're going to have momentum going into Philly. It probably would be most likely, unless Seattle were to beat the Niners, which, as I said, I think it's going to be a very close game. You never know. But I think the Giants win this game. If we were to win, that's a lot of momentum going into next week, no matter who we play. Uh, but how do you feel about Daniel Jones in this game? Do you think the Giants are going to throw the ball? or They abandoned the run the last time. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones threw for over 300 against him, so he should be able to throw. Yeah, Mac Jones actually had a very good – that was probably his best game of the season versus the Vikings, yeah, right? That's probably his best game sure. overall. Mac he, lit them up. He dwindled in the fourth quarter, though. They didn't move the ball. Thursday, November 24th, Mac was 28-39 passing, 382 yeah, yards, two night. touchdowns, and no picks. Yes, it was Thanksgiving night. 119.8 passer rating in that game as well. Mac had a great game, actually. Wow. I really no, played well. Bad, but bad in the fourth quarter. They didn't move the ball at all. They had, like, no first downs. Panthers got zero points in the fourth. Vikings got 10 in the fourth quarter. Win that game 33-26. Oh, to 26, Win that game by seven. Uh, but it. the Patriots outgained the Vikings 409-358. to 358. That's and impressive. Yeah, it's cheap, though, if you're not getting points. You're right. You owe, that's what it comes down to, right? Scoring the Patriots are 0-3 in the red zone. That's a big difference. 0-2 in goal to go, 0-3 oh, yeah. in the red the worst, zone. Worst red zone conversion teams in the league. You got to get rid of Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. I think that's a big difference making yeah. for that team. Get rid of both those guys. I think it's going to make a big difference. But the Vikings had time possession, 36 minutes to the Patriots, 23. It's impressive you were even in that game. Uh, obviously, like you said, points you know, are more important than time of possession and goal to go and everything else. Obviously, you'd rather win the game than yeah. you know, have more yards than the other team. You're right. Yards are cheap. Points are cheap. You got to get points. Yeah. Right? So that's just what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, so the Giants play with house money, though. I think the most dangerous team to play against, though, is a team that's already exceeded expectations, that's going in without the pressure that, uh, that the Vikings have faced. The Vikings have all the pressure on them being a 13-win team, 13-4. Everyone was coming at them during the regular season, saying they're overrated, saying they're a phony team, they're fake. What's the avenue for the Vikings to win this game? Probably just to rely on Justin Jefferson to go off, probably, because their defense, the Giants are going to score points. So they're going to need I a big game. Yeah, the, well, the recipe to win is I don't know how often the Giants get over 30 points. So Only once this if year. If the Vikings get over 30, which they can do, yep. that's their route to winning. High-scoring game, Giants don't have as much of a chance because that means their defense is letting them down. Yeah, Vikings are averaging 24.9 points per the, game, eighth best. keep this game in the 20s or lower for the Giants. The Giants scored 30 just once this season, but – yeah. And that was against the Colts, thirty-eight to ten in Week Seventeen on New Year's Day. But no, the Giants played the very well. Were trying very much Week Seventeen. Didn't look like it much. Uh, but they played the Chargers Week Sixteen on Monday Night Football. They played them pretty hard. The uh, the Colts played hard defense against Justin Herbert. Daniel Jones went in there and lit them up uh, at home. Colts beat Mahomes. Home. The Colts beat Mahomes. They played Herbert pretty hard. They played Jalen Hurts very hard. They actually played some good quarterbacks this year and gave them games. Herbert, Hurts, and Mahomes. And the Daniel Jones just went off against them. So, 
Maybe TJ's better than you think. Uh, what's a Giants recipe for winning this game? Let TJ air it out again or relying on Saquon? No, Probably limiting I think turnovers. The, I think it's the opposite. Well, you gotta have you got to have a balance. I think if they go balanced on offense, like 50-50 almost, pass, run, um, they should be able to control the ball more. You just got to convert first downs, march down the field, score. And then on defense, you just got to stay strong and hope if you have a lead – in the second half, they can get the pass rush home a couple times. Definitely. Kirk Cousins turns it over. He does. No, for sure. He fumbles, you know, he's not he's not a freak athlete back there. So I'd agree with you. And the Giants pass but rush is if, only getting if better. If the Giants are playing from behind, that's a probably becomes an issue because then they're going to be forcing it a little bit. That's not really their game. They don't have Justin Jefferson out there. I get that. The Giants are going to have their receivers, but if you look at the Giants receiving core, though, Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, they all stepped up, obviously, with Galladay. Not really being productive this year at all. Except that touchdown last week by Kenny Galladay was elite. Did you see that touchdown catch? Yeah, I did. It, it, hey, you got to hope maybe you can do that in the red zone for them this week. Hey, he was number one on the depth chart the Tuesday, Wednesday, first day of practice this week after that game. He was number one on the depth chart. Do you think he gets more snaps this week? I think so. He, he, well, his confidence better be up. He finally got a touchdown. So Here's the thing. He really fell off the depth chart weeks five, six, seven. He stopped even playing, really. Uh, and that's when Richie James, Darius Slane, Isaiah Hodgins, and a couple other receivers of the Giants started getting more snaps. The Giants really don't have much depth at receiver, so Galladay's probably still, even if he doesn't start, he's your fourth receiver on the team. We don't really have many receivers. But on the year, yeah. 6 of 81 for a touchdown. Uh, that was the best game of the season. Best game was a Giant. First touchdown was a Giant. Came in the last game of the regular season in his second season. Well, at least all the guys are used to like getting the ball thrown out there. Richie James, Hodge, like you know. Yeah, no, I'm with every you. one of them has been like a number one guy in a given week. So you're right. No, that 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 definitely makes a difference. That helps. You know, you don't like on the Vikings. These guys just they, it's Jefferson and then a big drop. That's the that's well, the difference. I guess they got Hawkinson's been been pretty good, but he's new. That's the difference. If you look at Kenny Galladay though, week twelve. 14, 15, 16, 17. His snap totals, 19, 11, 1, 2, 7. Then last week, 63 snaps. with every snap on offense for the Giants with the Giants resting their starters. But he really hasn't played much since week 11. It was the last time he had over 20 snaps. Yeah. 33 snaps in that game against the Detroit Lions. So he really well, fell he, off. If he goes but, and gets a touchdown in the playoffs and fans start liking him again, maybe he's got some mojo. I honestly would love to see that. I, that that was genuinely one of the happiest moments of the season for me was watching Gaudi catch that ball. It was a great catch. It was elite. He acted like a dog after. He didn't even celebrate. <laughs> was just locked in. I think he's ready to go. Brian Dable hugged him after that play. It was a great That's throw good. by Davis Webb. I think he has some momentum going into this week at least. And if you look at the Giants receiving core, Richie James, I'd say is the Giants' number one. Hodgins over the last few weeks, though, three or four weeks mm-hmm. now, has been getting more and more chemistry with Daniel Jones. I think – Richie James, though, on the year, best receiver for the Giants. Slayton has the most yards, 724, but yeah. I like James the most. He's got the most catches on the team, 57. Well, Saquon's the Saquon. option on the offense, right? 57 receptions, which is number one, tied with Richie James. And then, obviously, rushing yards, 1,312, with 10 touchdowns on the year. Uh, in 16 games played, Saquon wasn't hurt this year at all. And Daniel Jones, both of them played every single game besides Week 18, which yeah. the Giants are resting their status. So that's impressive on its own, the Giants staying healthy. That's huge. And part of it, I think, obviously, is coaching as well. The Giants... Weren't running naked bootlegs with Daniel Jones, letting him go to the outside and get killed in the red, in going for the goal line like they did last year with Joe Judge. Well, they do, as head do, they do use it, but their running game is it, it works better if the fake two Saquon's actually. Believable. Yes, and you're not doing it to someone like a, a backup running back like Devontae Freeman, like we had to a couple years ago, or yeah. some other backs we've had to use because we really haven't had anyone healthy. But mm-hmm. I like the Giants though in this so game. You, I think you want Daniel Jones running a little bit on no, the definitely, and, and big plays. That's the. That's their edge. 
So I would agree with. You. I think Daniel Jones. What are you if, gonna do? if you look at stats on the year, fifteen touchdowns, five picks, sixty-seven percent completion percentage. All of those are great. On the ground, though, it's been very impressive. Seven touchdowns rushing yeah. with 400, uh, 44, 44.3 yards per game rushing, which is pretty good, uh, with 708 total yards on the ground, like you said, 700. So that's pretty good for, for Jones. And Bakri, obviously, great back, averaging 82 yards a game. I think the Giants win this game. I think it's going to be a close one. But I do, I do think the Giants win this game. I think they score. They probably have to keep the Vikings under 30, I'd imagine, since the Giants don't score yeah, 30 too much. To, yeah. uh, but if the Giants were to score 30, it's probably, let's say, 31-27 New York Giants. 31-28 New York Giants. That would be mm-hmm. my prediction. How do you feel about uh, this one? Yeah, I would think it's going to be a little lower, like 20... 420? 24 to 17 or something. Okay. I, I think the Giants think team they, is capable. They really need the defense to... Uh get it going you know if you can slow them down for the whole first half you said they're a slow styling team the vikings they are quarters one through three you negative point differential to like a couple field goals i would agree with you there i think look at daniel jones's stats on the year rushing wise defenses usually step up in the playoffs the guys try how do they run faster you, you know? have to i mean absolutely dj like and that- energy like raw energy like that is usually better for defense offense you got to be a little more you know level-headed definitely make plays run the right routes be on don't turn the ball over limit mistakes yeah Defense Real mistakes. More just emotion, energy. Daniel Jones in this game. How many times do you think he runs the ball? A designed run. Five, six, seven, eight times? What's it, what's his usual? I'd say more like nine, ten. On the year? Let me see what he averaged per game rushing. Between uh, scrambling and design runs, I, I'd say nine, ten. I think that's possible, too. I would agree with you there. Let me see what his rushing Saquon, attempts per you gotta, game. you got to hope that Saquon gets the ball like 28, 30 times. I'm with you there. Rushing attempts per game, seven and a half he averages. So, so probably be, pretty, yeah. He can probably I get would, nine. I, I mean, a little bit more in, in a playoff game. He had over nine in five, six, seven games this season. He had over nine. So it's possible. That's, That's half the year. And he's coming off a great game against the Colts, 11 for 91 with two rushing touchdowns. And also his passing great in that game, 177 Rested in the air with two touchdowns. To I think he's going to have a great game, and he wasn't sacked in the last game against Indianapolis and wasn't sacked in the Sunday night game against Washington three games ago now. So his last three games has only been sacked three times, all those against the Vikings. So the offensive line's starting to get better. He still has been sacked. I think it was fourth most in the NFL this year. So it wasn't like, you know, everything was great for him, but he still was getting hit. But it was definitely better than it was before. And he only fumbled the ball two times this year. So he cut the turnovers down heavily. Heavily. I think he's also just not he's not chucking it as much. You know, he's not going for the downfield shot as often. So he's probably if he's rolling out looking, Don't have the options probably to do more it. likely to tuck it and run. You don't have the options to do the air it out, though. You know what I mean? Gawain did what he did last week with that touchdown catch from Jerome Davis Webb. Slayton is the guy, right? Deep post. Slayton's the deep guy, yes. And then Richie James is the guy, 20 yards and in. And then Hodgins is the 50-50 guy since he has a little more height. You can give him a, you know, a 20-yard post route, on the, you know, an out route or something, and throw a BB in there. He's got some height. You can throw a rocket into him, you know. Uh, but I think if you look at it, the Giants in this game – Underdogs. Is Bellinger's back. Bellinger's back. He's been playing now for the last three or four games. He did that eye injury midseason, but he's a pretty reliable tight end to have. 268 yards. uh, And also has a couple touchdowns on the year as well in 12 games. He's a good blocker. I think it's the most important thing that he brought to that offense. He was a blocking tight end. And the Giants didn't have that with your boy Evan Ingram, which now he's all of a sudden Tony Gonzalez, like you said. He could be a pick for a touchdown. Red zone, short yardage. Why not? Evan Ingram or or Bellinger? Both. Belly. (laughs) Belly. I like it. Why not? So Giants win this game, my opinion, one-score game. I think Daniel Jones has three touchdowns. That's a hot take for the weekend, but I think Daniel Jones throws three touchdowns in this game. At least maybe throws two and, and runs for one. But Yeah, I, mean, uh, I think, yeah. You think the Giants win this, right? I expect, I expect more on the ground. 
Okay. Also, they've been all year. They're, they're a ground score. He could run. Fourth best in the NFL in rushing yards per game for the Giants. Yeah, so I think I think they try to pound it in. I'm with you there. Because uh, there's nothing worse than throwing a pick with goal to go. I'm, I'm with you, you there. Back, you know? We've like, been yeah, very... Well, I think wants to play it safe, get the points. In the red zone, we've been very efficient this year. Unlike last year, we couldn't score in yeah. the red zone. Well, now, the Patriots all the system was always like, you get in close, you run it. Definitely, yeah. That's, that's the that main thing. And then, than last year, I think Damon Harris had like 15 touchdowns. You know, This year, they were awful in the red zone. QB sneak with Brady. That was a vintage. We'll get vintage uh, Josh play. Jacobs with McDaniels. Yeah. Career, Stud yeah. from the one-yard line, 10-yard line, anything, yeah. Powers it in. Anytime he's in the 10 with Josh Jacobs, he gets in. Uh, but he had a great year overall. I mean, he ran for... What, 1,600 yards? 1,400 yards or something. Yeah. yeah, something like that. He had a very good season. Uh, let me see what his total was there. I'm actually interested. But So for the next game, the next game's uh, probably going to be a blowout or won't be a close one. Who knows how it will go. But Bengals, yeah, with no Lamar, yeah. Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow night, Sunday night football, 8-15. Obviously, Lamar Jackson will be out again with that PCL injury. Tyler Huntley should be getting the starts with Anthony Brown, former BC quarterback and Oregon quarterback. Will be the backup in tomorrow Huntley's night's game. Huntley's banged up too, though. So. Huntley's yeah. been banged up. His shoulder's been banged up. Obviously, Lamar with the knee injury, he's out for another week. The Bengals have some injuries too, though. Alex Kappa, their starting guard, will be out. But that's really their only big injury. So, how do you feel about this game for the Bengals? Who's it? Uh, Lyle Collins? Lyle Collins. He's out too. He got hurt against Patriots. Yeah. I think he's out, right? I think he, I I think think he might have torn like MCL or something. I don't know. He's got something serious. Let me see. Lyle Collins injury. Let me make sure we get this right here. By the way, Josh Jacobs, 1,653 rushing yards on the year. Uh, Lyle Collins, 60. Uh, I might fault. 1,653 was Josh Jacobs' total. Torn ACL in week 16 or 17 versus oh, he's the Patriots. Yeah. Week 16 was it versus the Patriots? It was, yeah. Yeah, week 16. So, 16th week of the season. Wow, it's tough to get an injury that late in the season, too, because you, I mean, you miss yeah, a lot of next season, jump, too. Jump right in for prediction. I think Bengals, 35, 12. I think they smoke them. Joe Burrow has been elite this year. Um, I'm the only go thing with, that the, the Ravens have is you got to hope for a couple picks or something. Their defense everyone, is pretty good. Yeah, everyone they they were a big turnover team, right? Yeah, the defense is good. They yeah. led the league in turnovers for a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah. No, they were a good team. Or in takeaways, yeah. Yeah, so. they were a good team. You don't like <laughs> obviously Tyler Huntley probably they, without Lamar Jackson you can't really like the Ravens. Oh, the, the ceiling for points is just so low without Lamar because you need Lamar. He can run. He can throw. You need Lamar Jackson, uh, which I don't really yeah. know what's going on there. I don't know if he's milking the injury. I know obviously he's hurt, but I don't know. Five, six weeks with it? I don't know. I hope he's all right, though. I'm a big Lamar fan. I mean, he's a guy who depends on quickness, so if his knee is a little off, it probably feels worse. But yeah, and I, I'm with you there. The yeah, Ravens, he's looking at a payday, too, so is he putting himself ahead of the team? Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I hope not because I'm a big Lamar guy, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's right for you, right? I mean, he's... Trying to get his paid. He didn't get paid last offseason. So I guess on the wanted. other hand, like if the team extended him sooner rather than later, would he be playing? Hey, there's a chance. I would that, agree with you. That, that's that's a two-way street, I think. But I would agree with you there. Third, I think. The defense is good, though. 5,000. Even with Lamar, it was a big uphill battle. They're going to be on the road. and Yeah, they'd still be underdogs. Run games travel on the road, but. It'd be close, though. They probably need to get near 30 points. I don't think they can get close. Not with Huntley, that's for sure. But 5,500 yards they allowed on the season, which is 10th best in the NFL. The defense is pretty good. Uh, and, and then, obviously, like the, they scored points with Lamar. But they were fifth in the NFL in sacks, too, 48. So they yeah. do generate sacks and turnovers, and that's one thing that you need in the playoffs, but probably not enough with Tyler Huntley as your starting quarterback. Huntley, without Lamar Jackson, you know, that offense, Huntley's really hasn't had much success. Has two touchdowns or three picks in six games. 
So not really the best uh, season of him. Although on the ground, he had a rushing touchdown. So he didn't really generate much on the ground either. That's what he did last year. He was running the ball well for them when he stepped in for them last season. He's pretty yeah, good. Right. Uh, but this year was not that. Uh, Anthony Brown, though, played last week for them and threw and for he 200. He had a couple picks. No, he did throw a couple picks. It did throw, I believe, two, 300 yards just about. Really? Yeah, 286. 43% completion percentage. Not the best, but 286 no yards, right. no touchdowns, two picks. Uh, didn't even try a rushing attempt. I, I, I like when he rolls out and runs the ball. I don't know why they didn't try that last week. But played the Bengals in, in a meaningless game for the Ravens, so they just benched everyone, really. I guess they could have improved their standing, right? But they didn't care about the coin flip. They just right. cared about keeping everyone healthy. Uh, but I think Jamal Chase, that's probably going to be the main thing the Ravens got to worry about. If the Ravens can shut down Jamal Chase. And I don't know. Chase, the, the Patriots shut him down. Yeah, they did. Locked, they forced a fumble on him too, right? Forced a fumble. He dropped a touchdown. He was probably responsible for the pick six. Yeah. yeah that, that's a tough thing. Um, so, I mean, I think he'll be engaged this game. But Higgins got locked up by the Ravens last week. One catch with seven yards. Chase was yeah. 8 of 86 for a touchdown. Higgins is the, has, was the better guy this year, obviously. Healthy, too. The whole season just about, yeah. so that uh, makes a big difference. But Burrow, though, in this game... He's got so many options to throw the ball, too. I was going to say, Burrow's going to have time to throw, even though they've fifth most sacks in the NFL for the Ravens. The Ravens are probably deflated, right, without Lamar Jackson. you got to think they probably won't yeah. be in this game. Uh, what's the line of this game? I believe it's 13 or something? I think it's 8.5. Eight eight and and oh, it's 8.5. My fault. 8.5. 13 was the other game, the Dolphins. 8.5 in this game. Uh, my prediction, though, score-wise, I'll go Bengals winning this game... 38, Ravens 17. I don't yeah, know. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. 38 17. No trust in that. 17, 38 17. No trust in that I mean, Ravens I, I bet team. The defense will come to play, but. I mean, J.K. Dobbs coming off fully, fully healthy. J.K. Dobbs was benched last week, didn't play, and on the air, he's had a pretty good season. Yeah. 520 rushing attempts, which is. Uh, 520 rushing yards, which is a lot considering he missed most of the season. He only played eight games. But. Yeah, they're going to be able to put nine guys in the box, though. So. Yeah, no, they can stack it. And you don't have a lot of Jackson to run the ball, too, so the options with Huntley won't really work as well, especially considering he only has 137 yards on the ground on the season after 22 yards. Well, he's also he's banged up, too, right? He shoulder. has shoulder injury, and I think he, I think it's two injuries. I think it's it shoulder and wrist or something. There's shoulder and ankle or something. Yeah, so he'll, he'll be banged up, obviously, still. So neither one is a much confidence in the Ravens in this game. John Harbaugh, great coach, though, but we'll obviously see what happens there. Uh, move on to your favorite. What are your favorite games besides Trevor Lawrence? Dallas Cowboys at Tampa Bay Buccaneers Monday night, eight fifteen. The Bucks yeah, probably probably game of the week. I would I would agree. I think the Bucks coming into this game are obviously underdogs, two and a half point underdogs, right? But that's still a favorable line for a team that was eight and nine. So I know they're a home team as well, but favorable line for a team that was number one in the division. I know the the NFC South was not a great division, but being eight and nine, winning the division, still get yourself in the playoffs. So I said, yeah, the Bucs won the division, 8-9. You still get yourselves in the playoffs, but the 8-9 record, obviously not the best record for a team that was a Super Bowl favorite heading into the year. Just about every year Brady plays, his team will be a Super Bowl favorite uh, going into the season. But one thing with the Bucs, though, record doesn't matter once you're in the playoffs, right? I think we've talked about that already in this episode. How do you feel about the Bucs going into this game? I think they're in a good spot. I think they're similar to Lawrence, right? They're getting a game at home, underdogs, I think their defense could wake up. That was a big disappointment too, right? The defense, was, defense. defense wasn't healthy most of the season though too. The defense wasn't, wasn't healthy, but they've got some studs on the defense. They do they have a lot of talent. They, they were their best defensive game of the year was probably against the Cowboys week one. Week one, they, they beat them big time. They beat them nineteen to three. Only allowed three they points. Beat them pretty, 
They beat them bad, yeah. Cowboys, like, barely got in. And that was the first quarter. It was 6-3 after the first quarter, and then <laughs> Bucks didn't allow a point after that, and they only gave up 244 yeah. yards total in that game to Dallas's offense. Was it the first drive the, the, best the Cowboys league. got a field goal? I believe so. It might have been. Yeah, 51-yard field goal by Brent Maher, first drive. Mm-hmm. And then after that, nothing. So pretty impressive for that Bucks team. Brady, I think. First drive it was for them. You drilled that. Yeah. Uh, but you think Brady wins this game? I th- yeah, I think they win. I I'm think, not sure. It won't, probably won't be a blowout. It's two good teams, but Dak turns it over. He's been turning it over a lot lately. Dak's Brady been struggling. Had the offense humming, what, two weeks ago? They were chucking they were, the ball over the Yeah, guns blazing. They were 27-13. to 13, They beat the Titans. Uh, that was the Cowboys, actually. But the Bucks blew out who? Was it the Panthers? 30-24 to 24 it was? Yeah, I think it was the Panthers. It was the Panthers. I was looking at the wrong score. They're but winning in game, so. You're right. They and they Brady's gonna be ready. They got the connection back to Mike Evans too in that game. Mike yeah. Evans had three touchdowns. It was put up a hat trick, I think. Yeah, ten for two hundred seven and three touchdowns. It's a good guy to get I going. Just, yeah, I don't see Brady. Plus, what? There's the stat out there. He's never lost to the Cowboys. He's never lost to the Cowboys seven zero in his career. Yeah, seven and zero with a ninety five passer rating, nineteen hundred forty five yards, fifteen <sighs> touchdowns, and five picks in seven games. Oh. That sounds like the total season numbers that Daniel Jones put up this year. That's Brady in seven games versus the Cowboys, but yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Dak Prescott coming off his worst game of the season, 14-37 passing last week, 37.8% completion percentage, abysmal, one touchdown, one pick. Not coming off a good week at all. Even in that Titans game yeah. a few weeks ago, two touchdowns, two picks. Didn't look great in that one. I think the last good game he had was – Probably the Eagles game. They beat the Eagles like what three games ago now? Yeah, it was three to forty-seven. Yeah. Got three touchdowns, uh, and that was against Minshew, right? So it was against Minshew. Yeah, Gardner Minshew was a quarterback. Jalen Hurts was out. Yeah, so against Minshew at home. Deck has not had a good season. Obviously, he's been struggling heavily. And you look at his stats. Well, I think he's he's just been boom, boom, and bust. Right, he's throwing a lot of picks. Not every pick's his fault, good, but good scoring numbers though. Twenty-three touchdowns, solid. Fifteen picks though. That's the issue right there. Fifteen. 15 picks, that's what you want, obviously. To, so he's to averaging listen. like two touchdowns and a pick every game. Just about. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you look at that team, they run the ball very well. Tony Pollard, probably the best weapon. C.D. Lamb's a great weapon, too. I'd probably say he's CD, the best. Yeah, C.D. and Pollard, yeah. Pollard didn't really get involved the first week. So. A thousand yards rushing on the season to Pollard. And obviously in the pass game, yeah. too. I mean, he's pretty pretty uh, talented, too, as a receiver. 371 yeah, yards. A, what are they, he's a home run hitter. You know, He can take it 50 to the house, but... 12 total touchdowns. This is, t- this is a tough defense. This is a fast defense, still. You look at the Bucks Those though. Those linebackers are missiles. Look at the Bucks the though. Like you said, I mean, they have talent. They're 2-3, two and three, two and 2-1 in their last three games. I guess 2-3 and three in their last five, though, still. Uh, but the Cowboys are losing that game. Week 18, playing their starters. Dak didn't look good. There's, they obviously had a lot yeah. at stake. They could have still gotten the one seed of the... Eagles would have lost and the Niners would have lost. Probably unlikely for both those things to happen, but they still played the starters that didn't look good against Washington. That's right. And the Bucks. And it was a bag. It was Howell, right? His first game ever. Sam Howell. looks like he'll be the starter next year, they said. but Yeah. Uh, it's always a risk if you play your guys in the last game and they just come out flat. That's the problem. That Giants didn't play anyone. I think it worked out for them. The, the backups played pretty hot against the Eagles. They were in that game. Yeah, and the Eagles starters didn't look great, but they get didn't. an extra week off. Like they don't. So they can relax. They don't injuries. care too much, yeah. Keep injuries low. I think that's the biggest Get thing. Get the rhythm back. Yeah. Uh, but Brady played pretty well. Only a few drives last week. 13-17. 84 yards, a touchdown. Uh, only played, what, a half just about. So not I a bad so. game for Brady. But they lost to the Falcons in that game. But who would you say is the most important player in the Bucks for that, that to step up? Is it Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, 
Who would you go with? I'm going to go with Godwin. I think Brady's connection with Godwin last year, whenever Godwin was on the field, I mean, it felt like he was going for 7 for 85 in a blink. I think I think Mike Evans and him have their chemistry back. I think Godwin and him have to get rolling. I think Godwin, because if you look at it, it's going to be Mike Evans versus Trayvon Diggs. Diggs probably, you know, will gamble against Brady. Imagine Brady will probably throw against him. Brady's not afraid to throw against anyone, right? I mean. Yeah, he'll throw on anyone. He'll throw against I think, anyone. I think it's on the defense, really. Devin White. I, I would agree with that. I, I was, I was thinking come, more than the one game. If defense comes to play, it's going to be big time for the Bucs. Because the Cowboys defense is pretty good, though. I was going to say the run game. I mean, Landon Fournette probably has to have a good game as well. But what would you say the, the Bucks defense has to step up? Yeah, I would say Devin White is the guy. Devin if White. If he comes and plays, they're, they're going to be in business. I'll go Carlton Davis. Probably has to cover. I'd imagine. Sean Murphy Bunting, is he still? He's still there. Murphy Bunting's yeah. still there. Uh, he was the playoff Davis. hero, right? Three picks. Yeah, no, he's last, solid. Last playoff, yeah. He's pretty good. He's probably the second corner right, and Kyle Davis Rogers, is good, too. Picked off. Um, Rogers, you're not a big fan of. No, but he had three three straight weeks with a pick in the playoffs. I remember right? that, yeah. They played. I think he picked off Breeze, Rogers, and then, uh, was it Mahomes, I guess? Someone, yeah. What, 2020? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's good though. I think I think Davis is more of a play you have to watch out for because he's probably gonna have to cover CD Lamb. I'd imagine that's yeah. the number one receiver on the team, right? But Levante David's a stud too. Uh, they, they, they're very talented. That defense, Antoine Winfield's good. Uh, yep. That defense is stacked. Up front. Yeah, no, they're still good. But I don't know what happened. They got they, they, Logan Ryan, Shaq Barrett. But what happened to that team though? Allowing I think Shaq is Shaq Barrett done for the year. I think so. I think he might be. Yeah, uh, he got hurt what week seven, eight, something like that. He yeah. got hurt early on. Let me see. He's been out though for a while. Uh, but that, that I mean, overall though, that defense is talented. I don't know what happened to them this season. Considering I think they, just, they took the foot off the gas, but when you're in the playoffs, you just gotta hope that they get motivated. Week eight, he got hurt. Done for the season. Uh, Shaq Barrett. But they still have a lot of talent though, on that pass rush. Uh, we'll see what happens. But if you had to give us prediction for this game, what would you say? Mm-hmm. Bucks are winning, right? Yeah, I'd put Bucks at uh, thirty-one. Put the Cowboys at. Uh, this is 24, I guess. I'll go 27-26. Very close game. I think the Bucks can win by a field goal at the end. Monday Night Football, too. Bucks. The pressure's on the Cowboys, I'd imagine, right? Considering, I mean, highest seed, always. had a very good year. It's always on the, it's always on the Cowboys. <laughs> it is Cowboys, obviously, yeah. They put the pressure on themselves by their fan base. Uh, obviously, always saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but... I think this game, though, that's it's Brady's an underdog, but how often is Brady an underdog when you're not going to pick Brady? You always take Brady no matter what. So. Yeah, but he's also at home here. I mean, they played week one at, at the Cowboys. You're right. Won that game 19-3, like we pointed out. So uh, I think Brady, the main game plan for him, I, I think if they can put up 30 points, they win this game. Mm-hmm. If they put up 30 points, they win this game. I, th- I think it's going to be under 30. I think it's going to be 27-26. But I think the Bucks can just get going, get the connection with Mike Evans going, they win this game. It's every, every time people start thinking Brady's not going to win, he just comes out of nowhere. I think by next week, people are going to be saying he's a favorite. Probably. I mean, if they win that game, then they're 99 on the other at 500, huh? That's right. Yeah. Then they're at 500. Then the 8 and 9, I think that's what everyone looks at. You look at a team. Well, they also, pretty, I mean, they, they threw the towel in week 17. Yeah, they didn't play anyone. Yeah, they didn't play anyone that game against the Falcons. I mean, what, one quarter or two? Just about. I um, think Mike Evans sat after one drive. Yeah, he got sick, right? Uh, I think I think Chris Godwin though has to get going with Brady again. Godwin is elite. I know he's battled his injuries. No, ever since Godwin came back from injury, he's been getting the ball a lot. Yeah, he's not getting in the end zone though. Number one, like twelve targets a game. Number one in receptions, one hundred four. You got to get him going a touchdown though. That's what I mean by connecting. 
Three touchdowns yeah. on the year, though. That's what you need. You need to get that connection going in the red zone. That's what was last they're year. Still found them. They're still solid in the red zone. Yeah, they're Russell Gage. Their their running games. What's been a disappointment? Yeah, I'm with you there. That's what I think Fournette. Fournette's got to step up. Fournette's rough. Only yeah, three touchdowns of the year. I like Rashad ground. White. I think they got to get White going. They probably do. White's what, 40, 481 on the ground in the year. Fournette's 668. So, not a good year, though, for either guy on the ground. They're averaging three and a half and 3.7 yards per carry. Obviously, the offensive line had some injuries. Guys retiring. Uh, Moppet yep. retired. Uh, Jensen, Jensen center. Was out for almost a year. Yeah. Yep, Jensen got hurt. Tristan Wirfs missed some games. Uh, was bad injuries. So, you look at it, they didn't really have much health. One guy we're both fans of, Russell Gage. Uh, boy, five touchdowns. They have second yeah. best in the team receiving <laughs> in rush, in uh, receiving yeah. touchdowns. Gage, over under, five and a half catches. Oof. Really? Is that, I, I, would I don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't know what five. it is. I'm just saying it. I'm, I'm assuming the offense is going to be good. So I think five for him. Does he catch a touchdown? Yeah. Ooh, he might. Yeah. He That's might. our boy. For a hot take, I'm going to say he goes for like six or 80 in a touchdown. Yeah, he could sneak in. Go. Brady's gonna pin the ball to his chest. Yeah, Brady loves him. Brady throws him. Brady threw it him a lot. When he was hurt. Yeah, yeah. Brady loved throwing. What's not to like? Get your hands up, catch the ball. Why not? Right? Whatever works. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bucks winning a close game here, uh, and you will as well. I think this is when we'll probably get. Now when we go on to our brackets, this is where we're gonna probably differ on some picks. Because uh, I know you have Trevor Lawrence going pretty far, right? I hope so. I'll give you mine. You go. You give yours. I'll give mine. Whatever you want to do. Uh, let me look here. You can go, or I can. I got either one. Yeah, give yours. Give yours. I'll go mine. All right. So, I got Jacksonville over the LA Chargers, Cincinnati over Baltimore, Buffalo over Miami. We've already said a lot of these games. So I'll repeat them really quick. Tampa Bay over Dallas, the New York Giants over the Minnesota Vikings, and San Francisco over Seattle. Going to be a very close game, though. I honestly have San Francisco going to the Super Bowl, but I'm not confident in that pick at all. Not confident. I think Brock Purdy, as I said. Not really too confident. It hasn't really been a high-pressure situation. I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. Um, very good team, though, but I, I just don't have confidence, I don't think. Uh, then I got Philadelphia playing the New York Giants. I got the New York Giants upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles in that game. The Giants almost beat the Eagles with their second-string players and third-string players last week. Kept it to be a one-possession game with Davis Webb and Kenny Galladay and no receivers at all. Lawrence Cage, a former Georgia Bulldog, your boy, uh, was out the Giants' leading receiver in that game. But... I'm going to go with Philadelphia losing to the Giants. I think the Giants will upset them. The Giants find themselves in the NFC Championship game, which was my prediction at the beginning of the season. Uh, I got San Francisco versus Tampa Bay. I had them playing in my NFC Championship prediction where the season began. I had them playing the LA Rams, so obviously it didn't work out for McVay and the Rams. But maybe I jinxed the Rams. I don't know. But in the AFC, I had the Raiders and the Colts. So those are my two probably worst takes I've probably had in NFL history considering That's how bad both teams were. <laughs> couple lottery teams. Considering this, though, the Raiders had a couple bad games. They should have won close games. They could have been in this playoff race if they won a couple games they they, they, they lost. So I think the Raiders, they, they snuck they in. They could have made some noise. One point loss to the Chiefs, right? So. They always play the Chiefs hard. But um, San Francisco, Tampa Bay. I get San Francisco over Tampa Bay. I honestly kind of want to change that pick right now to a degree considering I don't any confidence in San Francisco. But I don't know if I can have New York Giants versus Tampa Bay Bucks. Because in that case, I'm going to take the Giants over the Bucks, and I went with San Francisco. So I'm going to go San Francisco over Tampa Bay. In the NFC, my NFC championship is San Francisco in Tampa Bay. I'm um, San Francisco in the New York Giants, excuse me. New York Giants, San Francisco, 49ers. AFC, I got the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Jacksonville Jaguars in the divisional round. I got Jacksonville losing that game. I think it's going to be a close one, though. I got Kansas City winning that game. Cincinnati, Buffalo, I think Cincinnati is the better team, in my opinion. I think Buffalo is a good team. I do think... 
They got. Buffalo will be hosting the game, right? They will be hosting the game. Uh, I I'm gonna go with Buffalo losing that game yet again. Another close game in the divisional round. I go Cincinnati winning that game, so I get Cincinnati, Kansas City in the AFC, New York Giants, San Francisco in the NFC. I'm gonna go with Kansas City beating the Cincinnati Bengals to go to the Super Bowl, and I get the San Francisco 49ers beating the Giants, even though I have zero confidence right now for some reason in the Niners. I think it's because I woke up today and so yesterday. You it's Brock Purdy. <laughs> That's the thing. I think I realized it's a rookie quarterback. Purdy really hasn't been Although in a high. Possibly back in, no? I don't, I don't, it doesn't look like it. They probably but wouldn't put him in. Probably wouldn't because Purdy's been rolling, right? 13 touchdowns from. Uh, Purdy hasn't been in a high pressure situation at all. And that's what I worried about. When I just thought about it, I said, Seahawks being nine and a half point underdogs. They snuck into the playoffs barely. They needed the Lions to beat the Packers. They were playing, they're playing with house money yet again. That's the most dangerous team. A team that sneaks in, that has already exceeded expectations. Geno Smith exceeded expectations. Obviously, Pete Carroll's a great coach as well. They won that trade with the Denver Broncos. Like you said before, they got a couple first-round picks. Seattle's ready to roll. They built to, to win for the future. They said Geno Smith's coming back now as well next season. So we'll see how yeah. that goes. But they could obviously draft a quarterback they wanted to as well uh, for the future. But San Francisco, New York Giants in the NFC. As I said, I don't know what it is. I lost all confidence in San Francisco coming to, into today. Basically, before today, I probably would have said the nine is in the Super Bowl. I've lost all confidence in them, but I still have them going there because that's what I had in my original bracket. San Francisco over the Giants to go to the Super Bowl. Kansas City, San Francisco in the Super Bowl. I got Kansas City winning that game. I don't think it's going to be close. Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes. you got to go with Patrick Mahomes and the boys. And Patrick Mahomes and the boys in that game. Travis Kelsey. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, my boy, Kadarius Tony. They got some skilled players out there that are tough to cover. And I think mm-hmm. San Francisco, one way you can beat them, like you said, you can beat them in the air a little. So I'm going to go with Kansas yeah. City beating them in that game. If I had to give a prediction right now, I'd go Kansas City winning that game 38-27. But that's a prediction. Okay. But what do you got? So uh, we already know the wildcard picks. So I have Bills, Bengals, Jags, all the home teams. And then NFC, we got Niners. I think I said Giants and Bucks. Yep. And I would say so it would be Bucks Eagles or no no. Bucks would be playing Eagles Cowboys or Eagles uh Who's Giants. your lowest seed? Or highest seed technically? Giants. Giants? Okay. So yeah, Giants so be playing Philadelphia. I think Eagles win. I just think they're Okay. Dynamite defense. Most sacks in the NFL, seventy with, sacks. With an extra I, I think they can win without Hurts having to throw too much. Uh, but I'm a little worried about Hurts. He he's hurt. He is. <laughs> He is. Didn't so, look great last week. Uh, then Brady, Niners. He got blown out this year. I think he, Brady revenge game. I think he takes the win. I would not be surprised. If it comes down to a few plays, I'd much rather. I have a lot more faith in Brady making a couple throws than Brock Purdy. I'm with you there. Um, and Debo's, you know, he's a little banged up. Even McCaffrey's got the knee thing. And they're going to have to have played a tough game against the Seahawks here. Yeah, I think it's a the game, guys getting banged around, so... I, I see the Bucks back in the NFC Championship, and I got Brady over the Eagles in a no doubt. Okay, return to the Super Bowl. So I think Brady is the real sneak in team. I think he's the one playing with some house money. Okay, toss the regular season out the window. If he gets rolling, look out. I respect that. I think it's possible. I really do. Yeah. I don't have any confidence in the Niners. So I think if I Bucks are playing the Niners right now, I'd be taking the Bucks for yeah. some reason. Well, you have confidence like. in the rest of their roster. It's just the quarterback. Is, That's the thing. There's been no pressure on him. There's been no yeah. pressure on him because he hasn't been in a situation where there is pressure on him. He's playing with house money. Well, I think about the Niners coming from behind, right? If they get down two scores and they can't run the ball, that's one of the issues. They have to pass. To gamble. Oh, and Purdy's forced know. to throw only averaging what 150 passing. I mean, they're a, a good front running team because they get a lead. You're right, but. A lot of times, 
Like, I think Brady, if they took the ball against the Niners and mashed down and score, opening drive touchdown. Yeah. They stop on defense. They go and put up a couple more points, make it 10-0 to open the game. Yeah. That's a recipe for success against a rookie QB. You're right. You're right. I think. Um, and Brady back in San Francisco, wasn't he's only played there, what, two or three times? Yeah, not many. He's a if San Francisco that, kid. Yeah. So, obviously it makes uh, a difference. Uh, yeah, so I got, I got Brady back from the State. Super Bowl. In the NFC. And then AFC, so we're looking at Jags, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. I have Bills winning that, you know, Bills Cincy game. It's in Buffalo. I think it's close. It's going to be like waving a flag. It's going to be nuts. They're going to, that should be maybe the game of the playoffs. I'm with you. Um, but it's going to be a great one. Two if best teams, two of the best. And good quarterbacks and all that. The Bengals are underrated, I feel like, even though they're very good. I think everyone just looks at the Bills and in the AFC. Upset. Of the playoffs. And the Chiefs. Chiefs. A very poor home team in the playoffs. They have lost many AFC Championship games at Arrowhead. And I think Trevor Lawrence, coming in, feeling good off a big win, he's going to be rolling. He's going to be able to throw the ball all over that Kansas City defense, which isn't that good. All they've got, their best defensive players, are a couple of guys on the D-line. They got a great defense. They got, great, they got a top-heavy Defense, right? Chris Jones. Yeah, but they got, they got a couple big boys inside. That's what I'm saying. They yeah, have, they don't have much else. So I think Trevor can keep pace offensively. Trevor McDuffie's in our right corner, but yeah. And I think Peterson, he's got a little knack for winning playoff games. So give me the Jags. So you got Jags, Bucks, Jags, Bucks Super Bowl. Early exit for Mahomes. That's not the Jags, Bucks Super Bowl, correct? And the other thing is too, Mahomes has fallen quiet for a half in the playoffs. More than once. The Patriots 2018 shut him out in the first half. Super Bowl against the Bucs, he put up no touchdowns. Against Cincinnati, second half, what do you have? Almost no points. No touchdowns. Anyway. Yeah. No, they struggled. I think they had a lead. It might have been 24 to 10, and then it became, what, 27-27 to overtime? Something yeah. Like that. You're talking about the playoff game last season? Yeah, so that was yeah. Mahomes at home with a lead, and then he falters, not putting up points. And he's throwing the ball away a little bit. What, has he got 12 picks, 14 picks this year? He does, yeah. I like Trevor Lawrence. I have 12 picks. Mahomes. I think there's a new king. You there's think Trevor Lawrence is the new king? Mahomes on the year, he has so total 12 picks. 41 touchdowns, 12 picks, 67% yeah. completion percentage, 105.2 passer rating. Elite season. I mean, this, it was a career high, second yeah. most he's gonna, passer he's touchdowns just, from the they season. They don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. But they still generate points. Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Travis Kelsey, yeah. Kadarius Tony. Well, well, all right, so I had Mahomes in fantasy all, you know. All season. I did win it all, but... The past couple of weeks, he's been putting up like one touchdown. You were sweating it out. I was sweating it out, and, and what Kelsey hasn't had a touchdown in six weeks. Yeah. Sometimes the hot team, the young team that doesn't know better, can can get a win. Sneak a win. I mean, that's that's how it is in the, in the playoffs. The records don't matter, right? You just got to get yeah. in. You just, so you just got to get that's, in. That's my big upset is Jags. Jags over Chiefs, and then we're looking at Bills hosting a game against Jags. Got to go logic Bills. Said, logic says Bills, but... I'm gonna stick with stick with the Jags, Lawrence. For the sake of a hot rolling. take, for the sake of a hot take, I respect Lawrence it. Lawrence keeps it rolling. We gotta keep Brady it entertaining. Hot Brady takes only. Lawrence. Hot takes only. I get the Giants in the NFC Championship. Why the not? The goat versus the baby goat. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And I got. Uh, I think Brady would would take that game. So you got the Bucks winning the Super Bowl, which I think it's possible. I think they by the time he run. gets there, if he's in the Super Bowl, I think it's, yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> It's impossible to pick against them. I think the Giants were to beat the Eagles. I think they win in the Super Bowl, but I didn't have them in that bracket. But 
I think the Giants were to beat the Eagles. I think they can win the Super Bowl. I think it just takes one win. One win at a time. I'm not getting too much ahead of myself here. But like you said, you find yourself in that position. If you were to get there, I don't think Brady's going to lose the Super Bowl either if he were to get there. But we'll obviously see if that would be the case. I think the Giants, Lawrence, if Lawrence plays on a Saturday, he never loses. Never loses. <laughs> Undefeated in college on Saturdays. And high school. And high school. Elite. And the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, yes. Just about... Second or third best quarterback in the league to build to build with for the future already. Well, I mean, he's the same build as the Herbert, Josh Allen. Like, he's Burrow. just a big guy, rocking on. But he was the best of all of them in college. Yeah, I would agree. Best prospect, I mean, right? Best quarterback prospect a, since... I mean, he made no the college football championship two years running, won it as a rookie. It's yeah. Right best college football right? prospect since Elway and Peyton Manning, probably. No, like Eli. Or no, Elway. Uh, Elway, yeah. Manning. I mean, Peyton, Eli even was a high, you know, high prospect as well, obviously. He was, first yeah, pick, he but. Was. Uh, I would say, obviously, people saw Trevor Lawrence and want to tank. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Peyton Manning. You want to tank to try it to get looks him. looks like it was worth it. I mean, <laughs> it was. Now it works out. Whatever way you get him, right? Um, so, I do like those ta- those takes. I think if you look at it, me and you both probably would say we got to have some hot takes in there, and that's how you make it interesting. I mean, everyone's so. got Chiefs Niners or something. Yeah, it's not fun, though, right? Yeah. You got to keep it entertaining. Well, I mean, there's a good reason for it. They're good, they're good teams. but You got to keep it entertaining. I um, think... I think the Niners are ripe to be beaten. I think there's a chance. I'm with you people, there. I think it could happen. People are overlooking the fact that they got Purdy. You just woke up today and you realized it. <laughs> I did. It hit me today. It hit me today and I was like, wow. I don't know what it is, but I don't really have much confidence in the 49ers. Um, so now we'll do our quarterback rankings. We'll see if you have more confidence in, whether it's Tom Brady or Trevor Lawrence. Uh, do you want to do it like a tier thing? We just do tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four? Or do we just rank them one through 14? Just for the sake of it. Uh, you could, yeah, go, if you've got them ranked 1 through 14, just run through. That's, that was my 1 through 14. Um, you get the list there, so you can you know organize whatever way you got to. Uh, number okay. one, I got Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Joe Burrow. Number three, Trevor Lawrence. Here's the thing where it gets tough. This is why tears wouldn't have been the worst thing. I would have went tier one, Mahomes, Burrow, Lawrence. Tier two, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert. All the other guys in tier two. Tier three, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, uh, here's the thing, Gino actually, Gino kind of balled us to 30 touchdowns. Yeah. Gino actually balled. Gino might be tier two. Gino might be tier two. Uh, <laughs> here's a report right here. Purdy would start over Jimmy G if Jimmy G were to re- be able to report back to the Niners uh, before the playoffs or, you know, before the end of the playoffs. So Purdy would still get the start. Um, here's the thing. One through 14, I'll just name them whether I have them in order, and then we'll talk I about it. I think if they go down by a couple touchdowns and Purdy has thrown two picks, second half, you could see Jimmy Mahomes G. Mahomes go, yeah, not Mahomes. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you got to mix it up. And, you know, I'm with you there. Um, honestly, I I like Daniel Jones more than I like some guys I have, him, I have above him right now. That's why it's tough. Uh, I'm going to go Mahomes, Burrow, Lawrence, Allen, Hurts, Jones, Brady, Herbert, Cousins, Smith, Purdy, Prescott, Huntley, Thompson. Here's the thing, though, about that 14 right there. If we were to do a tier thing, you know, tier one, as I said, that would be my top three, Mahomes, Burrow, Lawrence. Tier two, though? A lot of guys are in tier two for me. I, I think Geno Smith's in tier two. I'd put Geno yeah. Smith in there over Kirk Cousins. Even Justin Herbert, I don't really have as much confidence. I know he's a very good build, good prospect, has a great arm. Didn't have that great of a season. I'm not the biggest Herbert guy. You know I'm not the biggest Herbert guy. I like Daniel Jones more than I like Justin Herbert. I don't care if people hear me say that. I've said it a million times on radio show. I'm a big Daniel Jones fan. Everyone knows that. I'm not really hiding anything there saying I like Daniel Jones more. I like Daniel Jones more than a lot of quarterbacks on that list. I do. Mm. I would put... Only four guys probably on that list, maybe five. I'd put Josh Allen in there just because of his production, right? I, Josh Allen's builds, obviously production's great and his arm strength. But he also has a ton of help around him that Daniel Jones doesn't have. He doesn't have Stephon Diggs. 
doesn't really have the offensive line that Josh Allen has. Doesn't really have as yeah. much time to throw. Um, but Josh Allen, obviously, I'd put a, ahead of him. But I'm just saying, I like Daniel Jones more than I like Josh Allen. Not saying I draft Josh Allen over Daniel Jones. It's just point being, I'm a Daniel Jones fan more than I like Josh Allen. You get it. You know that. Uh, but if I'm looking at that list, though, I got Daniel Jones as a fifth or sixth quarterback. I think I'm at six right there. Uh, yeah, six. With Jalen Hurts at five, Daniel Jones at six, Brady at seven. I'd mess it around and, and mix it up right now. I'd probably go Herbert eight. I'd go Geno Smith nine. Kirk Cousins ten. Dak eleven. Uh, Purdy, yeah, Purdy probably stayed at 11, maybe. Actually, Dak 12, Tyler Huntley 13, Scott Thompson 14. What do you got? You can do a list. You can do a tear. What do you I'm, want I'm looking at your list. Let me see if I can. So if I was mixing this around. You can mess it around. Yeah, why not? Take your time. Playoff tiers, I would put Brady 1. I respect it. Whatever you think. Um, Brady, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Lawrence, all in the top tier. Okay. Then my next tier would probably be Hertz, Herbert, Dak, and then tier three would be Kirk Jones, Smith, Smith and Purdy, and then Huntley and Thompson not listed. Tier four. Okay, so that's <laughs> is that based on how you think they're going to perform in the playoffs, right? Or how or where you where you would rank them right now? That's my expectation for them right now. Okay, I would say my expectation for them right now is that one through fourteen: Mahomes, Burrow, Lawrence, you know, and so on. But if I had to rank it based on where I think they're going to perform in the playoffs, and we're going based off that, I think Daniel Jones. I think he performs better than Allen and Hurts. I think I think he's going to be there. I think he's going to have a really good playoff run. If he if he can't, here's the thing. As I said, I'm not really getting too much ahead of myself. I don't want to make predictions. I want the Giants to win more than I would rather win a prediction. I would always rather the Giants win than have a hot take that works out. So that's why I don't want to get too much ahead of myself here. But I think Daniel Jones could have really good numbers in the playoffs. I do. I think he could he go could. on. Yeah. I mean, he's got a tougher he's got a tougher draw week week one here than uh, Allen does or than yep. Burrow. Yeah. I would agree with you there. I would agree with you there. He's on the road and he's going against. Uh, Another good offense. So. That could put up 35, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. For Burrow and Allen, regardless of the defenses they're facing, the other offense, just they're not going to be able to score points. And, yeah, I mean, look at the weapons there. Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, who isn't as good as, obviously, T. Higgins is the number two option in Cincinnati. <laughs> All right, so if you're, if you're drafting from the skill positions, though, Giants versus those other teams, stop when you get to Saquon. Uh, I, I would say... Yeah, a lot of those teams have probably better weapons than the Giants. Look at the receiving core, though. The receiving core is the reason the Giants no, but you loop, don't loop have the receiving that. core and the running backs. I mean, the Bills don't have as good a running back. As no, I would agree with you there. But if you look at the Giants' receiving core, though, it's nothing close to a lot of those teams. I mean, I number three sure. receiver. I number three receiver. But Saquon, you would probably draft him within the top three if you were grouping all the skill position players from. Yeah, the- no, talent wise, definitely for sure. I'm with you there. I'd say top three to top five. Uh, I'd say Chase. I'd go Kelsey Chase. And Diggs, and then maybe Saquon, something like that. I don't know. That's just off the top of the head. I, I could mm-hmm. be missing a guy right now. J- J- uh, Justin Jefferson, obviously, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe four or five of Saquon, but I, just uh, mean two t- I would do it like one team versus one other team, not like the entire playoffs. Okay, got you, got you. you okay, I, mean? I get you. So if you're doing, let's say, Giants Vikings. Doug and Matt do this. Like when the Patriots play another team, they say, all right, if, you know, Patriots versus Bills, draft the skill, skill players on each team and stop when you get to – I get you know, okay. Name, I get name a player like Ramondre Stevenson, and it's usually you know, Diggs, and then maybe a couple of people. Yeah, two, two guys. Down, yeah. So if it's Giants Vikings, it would probably be Justin Jefferson then Saquon. Mm-hmm. I would say in that game, yeah. I think he's better than Devin Cook. I think he's better than Adam Thielen. Um, well, it's a passing league, so obviously a top receiver is going to have carry a little more weight. That's the reason, right there. I'm with you there. Um, but if we're basically the running back gets the ball more, that's the thing. Whoever can get a touchdown too, I think production obviously is huge. 
Um, considering it's only three or four playoff games, you were to win the Super Bowl, you only play four games, so no one's going to have really a crazy rush total, probably. Um, unless you run for like 200, like Mostert did for the Niners, what, two, two or three years ago? Ran for like 200 in the playoffs. Did, but did he kill someone? 150 or 200, I think he ran for. Um, okay. But if we're basing it off, so that's where I would bank, rank them right now, those 14 quarterbacks. Yes, I have Justin Herbert low. Doesn't have Mike Williams. I don't like Brandon Staley. I don't think Justin Herbert had that good of a season. I think he's a good quarterback. Has a good, obviously, uh, yeah. measurables as well. Has a great arm. Uh, but I do think Justin Herbert was getting too much heavily overrated, too heavily overrated going into the season. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's Joe Burrow. I don't think he's Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes. He's below them in my eyes. I think I think he's losing week one. So uh, He's got a bad coach. So. What sucks is they make the playoffs. That coach probably gets to survive another year. He's awful. I'm with you there. I'm with you. They probably does survive. But if they do lose, though, I did read that if they do lose. If they were to win, yeah, they probably stay and keep them. But they well, were to he's lose. Got a lot to, he's got a lot to make excuses. Well, we were on the road. Mike Williams was hurt. Whatever. That's how it if goes. If they get blown out, they'd have to get blown out. I don't know if they get blown out. I don't know about blown out either. That's tough. He's got um, a good enough arm and good enough weapons that he can chuck the ball around a little bit, put some points up. I think when I'm looking at the ranking of the quarterbacks, too. I do think too, Jaguars win, though. I think, they I think Jacksonville can win, too. Handle. I'm with you there. Uh, I think if you look at when I'm ranking the 14 quarterbacks, I'm ranking just based off of where I think they're going to play and obviously perform. But the guys that play more games are obviously going to be the higher of the 14, right? So even if, let's say, Geno Smith loses today, but he throws four touchdowns, great performance. He's not going to be the top four when we get to the Super Bowl. We're going to rank who played best out of quarterbacks in the postseason since he only played one game. So it's based off wins. Wins matter here, right? And that's the thing. I think Daniel Jones can go on a run here. I think it's wins a power, power rankings. It is. It wins matter, right? Don't wins wins are the more yeah. important oh, yeah. statistic than passing touchdowns in this. Well, here, so. win is the only thing you want in the playoffs. You don't care if you throw for three hundred yards or thirty. If You're you right. make a win, you're right. That's all it matters at the end of the day, right? So, uh, there's our quarterback rankings there. So, I, I think a tier probably would have been better for me to do. I probably yeah. went Mahomes. I, think, I mean, basically, Lawrence. long story short, there's a lot of tier one QBs that make the playoffs, so it's the most important position. You're right. I'd probably throw Josh Allen in tier one, I guess, just based off his production too. Uh, the Bills obviously win a couple games as well in the playoffs. Well, he's made the playoffs three years running now, right? Yeah. So. They had a really good year, too. Uh, I'd go Mahomes. Probably making it next year. <laughs> My tier one, I'll, I'll change really quick. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lawrence, Allen, and then tier two, Hurts, Jones, Brady, Herbert, Smith. Tier three, Cousins, Cousins, Purdy, Prescott, tier four. I don't know how Brady Thompson. can't be tier one, but. I don't know. I'd put Brady, I guess, higher of the tier I, two. I mean, when he comes out and wins this game big against Cowboys. Obviously, it's going to be. He just didn't have that good of a season, Brady. That's the thing. He makes the playoffs every year. That's all you can say. He just didn't have that great of a season. That's the problem. That's where I struggle with putting him as high. You know what I mean? But, I mean, this is all hot takes. Right? At the end of the day, we're doing it just to do hot yeah, takes. Yeah. And that that's it. So, no one can really come at us. Right? I mean, we're going to make it interesting and have some entertaining takes. I mean, um, if you're going by just the season, everyone would have to put Hurts in the top. Yeah, no, for sure. I got for him sure. in tier two because I just think he's slightly limited uh, throwing. And he didn't run the ball last week against the Giants, but probably just because he wanted to stay healthy. Well, he's right? got that shoulder injury now. You yeah. can't really be dropping the shoulder on guys if it's hurt. But. you got to be careful. you got to be careful, especially in the playoffs or going yeah, into the playoffs. Hurt last so. week. Um, but if you look at the, the, the rankings, though, I think we have pretty much a similar top for the most part, um, you know, depending so you, on what the yeah. order was. Well, the other thing is with Purdy down in, like, the second-to-last group or last group, that, de- that team, that defense is really going to have to be miles ahead of any other team yeah, for them you. to get – to the Super Bowl. That's the thing. Purdy's probably going to have to get carried a little, I think, you know? I don't know. He's only throwing over 150 yards There's just not game. quite as many top QBs in the NFC. Like, if, if the Niners had to face, like, a Burrow and Mahomes to get Allen, there, I yeah. don't think that, yeah. 
I'm with you there. I mean, look at those tier one quarterbacks there. All four in my in the AFC in my eyes. Mahomes, Burrow, yeah, Lawrence, I mean, Allen. I mean, Lawrence, yeah, he's. Ooh. And then tier twos, a lot of Lawrence, NFC guys Burrow, there. Hurts, Jones, Brady, Herbert, Geno, a lot of NFC guys besides Herbert, and then tier and three. Missing, I mean, Lamar Jackson would Kirk be Kirk and there. Purdy and Prescott. Yeah, if Lamar Jackson there. being there. Lamar would be in there for sure. I get Hunt. Tua probably wouldn't be the bottom. Of oh no, I'm Tua probably in the second tier. I mean, if Tua and Lamar were in there, you could see. Brock Purdy would be listed at the bottom, most yeah, likely. Yeah, I'm with you probably, yeah. So you're talking about a team with potentially the worst-ranked quarterback of everyone left in the There's playoffs. so much talent around Brock Purdy, but I just don't have as much confidence. This is based off confidence as well. I don't have as much confidence in Brock Purdy. I mean, I don't think Tua's great, but he's in the same situation, right? If he's there to throw it to Tyreek Hill, Waddle... Oh, yeah, I mean, he has, he has a ton of guys to throw to him. Toronto Armstead's hurt, so... Toronto Armstead's hurt, so actually, you know, they're losing their best tackle. It'd be tough to throw him who you get out there, considering... That Bills pass rush is pretty good, um, so it'd be obviously tough. But yeah, I would agree with you. That. I think it's based off confidence. Well, Bills as well. don't have Von Miller. So. Don't have Von Miller. I mean, he's out. What? How long? He's done. Is he done for 20, the full season? Twenty ACL. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I knew. I knew it didn't look like a good prognosis. I forgot what it was. I think he um, wanted to just try to play on it, but they said get the surgery. Over. You don't want to force anything, you know. Especially yeah. considering it's late in the season. Getting hurt late in the season is the worst because if you look at it, you only have. What uh, yeah, the next season? You only have four games of next season. Probably if you tear your ACL now, if that. Like you don't really have much time to recover and play next year. You know what I mean? So it's not easy. Yeah, I mean he could be back by like October though. It'd be all right. Yeah, probably. I'd imagine. But you never want to get hurt late in the season too. It's just you miss some of next season as well. That's why I don't think the Bills are going to be able to. I mean, he's a huge Super Bowl clutch player. Got paid a lot of money though. Six years, like one twenty, I think it was. It's I mean, a lot of money. He's a Super Bowl MVP, and he won the Super Bowl last year. And he made big plays. That's the thing. He does make big plays, but six years, he's only going to play probably two or three. Maybe. Eh, but you know how it is. It's probably just to mess around with the cap. Yeah, that's how it goes always. That's if you how make it a six-year contract, it drops the AAV. That's always how it goes, yeah. yeah. There's, a way to, there's a way to get around the cap in the NFL for sure, which you talked about. Um, but I like I like your rankings. I like mine as well. I think it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. Um, one thing I want to ask you is this. Most disappointing team, or top three most disappointing teams in the NFL this year. I'll give you my top three. I'll start. I'll All start. Right. Raiders and Colts. I mean, Colts probably number one. Oh. They were awful. Las Vegas Raiders, too. I was high on both teams. I loved both teams coming into this season. Both of them just were not the teams they should have been. They both struggled heavily. Um, a third team that was disappointing, I'm trying to think of here. Tough. Tough to think of a third team. Oh, it's easy. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'll, I'll let you go if you got your third, your top three. I got well, my top three disappointing teams. Number one, worst team in the league, the Rams. Rams, Rams disappointing. You awful drilled team. it. You awful drilled coach. it. The Rams are my third because I'm not going to blame McVay for the injuries. I'll go Rams three. Awful team, awful coach. Every team has injuries. Um, There's brand new coach, went to Miami. His quarterback was hurt most of the year. So. Yeah, I mean, he looked... missed a lot of games. Yeah, Harbaugh, his quarterback, missed a lot of games. They both made the playoffs. Didn't win many games, though, with their backups, though. Huntley Cowboys, didn't. their quarterback, missed some games. They Huntley didn't play well. Thompson didn't play well. Teddy was okay. I mean, they didn't really play get much help there. Yeah. Stafford gets hurt, and they have, you know, John Wolford playing quarterback. And they got Baker Mayfield, the one overall pick. And Bryce Perkins. So, number one disappointment, Rams, Patriots. They made the playoffs last year. They regressed. They did. Yep. And I think their roster is actually better this year than last year. They got a bunch of rookies who made an impact. Yeah. Um, all those free agents they brought in should be in year two. They should be having more chemistry. Mac in year two mm-hmm. should be better. 
big regression offensively. So Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. I called that coming into the season. I called awful. that because of Joe Judge. The Rams, um, Patriots. Yeah, so Rams, Patriots. Broncos. Mm, yeah, I guess Broncos. Uh, Packers, maybe. Packers? Yeah, I was high on that. No playoffs? I was very high in the Packers and just didn't work out, unfortunately. Did not work out. Uh, they just did not have a good season. I think if you look at that Packers <laughs> team, Broncos, though. Broncos, everyone expected them to be good, but it was they're still an unknown guy coming to a new team. Rodgers missing the playoffs. You lose your number one receiver. If you look at that Packers team, they were allowed to Devontae Adams heavily. Mm-hmm. You lose Devontae Adams, it's a big, big loss. Uh, that's why I thought the Raiders were going to be great. You get the best receiver in football. I thought the Raiders were going to be great. I like their defense. I like them getting Chandler Jones. I didn't think the defense was going to be great, but Max Crosby is a good piece. Uh, uh, obviously, Chandler Jones well has had a lot of production in the last five years now. Would you say that the Packers didn't get decent picks, though? Quay Walker. Quay Walker's good. Watson. Christian Watson's good. Uh, they built pretty well. They got decent considering, picks. Considering like the, the, the roster was pieces. fine. I think the roster was fine. They lost to Darius Smith. He went to the Vikings. They lose just yeah, but uh, look at the Vikings Adams. Off. There was Marquez Valdez Scantling to the pack. Uh, yeah, but the he's not—he's not even that great on the Chiefs. No, he'd probably be the number one receiver at the beginning of the season. He probably would have been, considering yeah, Alan Lazard was there. Yeah, brought that Cobb. Dobbs was Alan okay. Lazard. Lazard. Don't have much help they, though. They, they had enough, I think. They had enough. Aaron Jones, great back. Yeah, him, Dylan. E.J. Dylan's good too. Tanya. Yeah, they have some help. Tanya was was hurt though too, but um. Uh, he played most of the year though. Yeah. When he get hurt last season, then he was banged up at some point. Towards ACL at one point. Yeah, I think he tore his ACL last year. He played it, most no. of this year. Uh, I think I he might have missed like the first four games. Packers were a disappointment, but I think the Broncos are a bigger one. I, I don't know. Everyone had the Broncos going far. So you think did. must think more highly of Russell Wilson than Aaron Rodgers? I wasn't high on Russell Wilson coming into this year, so it wasn't a disappointment for me, really. <laughs> Right, so the Packers are more of a disappointment. Probably, yeah. If I didn't have as many high expectations, I would agree with you there. But they also got the Bears in their division. The Bears are awful. Yeah. Bears, first pick in the draft. My top three most disappointed. I was very high on the Colts. I loved Frank Reich. He got 27 touchdowns out of Carson Wentz last year. Get Matt Ryan, a quarterback that still had some good numbers last year for the Falcons. A better offensive line in Indianapolis than Atlanta. Jonathan Taylor should have been the best running back in football. Was drafted as the number one running back in fantasy. Ends up being the number three, 33 running back in PPI this year. Was drafted to be the number one running back, number one player in fantasy football. And ends up finishing 33rd as the running back uh, in PPI. So, not a good year for him. I liked Michael Pittman coming in the year. I wasn't really high on him, but I thought Matt Ryan would still find a way to spread the ball around. That team just fell apart. Get the second pick overall in the draft. Third or fourth overall pick. I think it's fourth overall for them. Yeah. Their offensive line was a disappointment. Quentin Nelson's been awful. Awful. He's regressed heavily. He was hurt, right? He was hurt, and then even when I he played, he, I think awful. he played hurt this year. He played a lot of the season, but if you look at he's it, also, so, he's also just a guy. Like he's not that good him. anymore. He's not that good. I, I everyone think, was coming at the Giants and taking Saquon Barkley over over him. And that, here's the thing: if you look at my predictions coming into this year, my best hot takes. So you, let's finish the top three most disappointing teams. I had the Raiders. The Colts, Raiders, and then I'll go three Rams because I had the Rams in the NFC Championship. Three of my four NFC Championship teams, all three of them were my three biggest disappointments because I had all three of them in there. I had the Colts and Raiders uh, in the AFC, and I had the Rams in the NFC versus the Giants. I was right about that prediction, at least, that the Giants were to make it. Um, but what do you got as your third? It was the Packers, it was, was it? Rams, Packers, Patriots. All three okay, playoff yeah. Yeah. Okay. Top three surprises. And here's the thing. You got, you got Jacksonville. You got Jacksonville right. Top three surprise teams. That, obviously, Seattle, I would say we could both agree upon probably being yeah, yeah, Seattle, probably New York Giants, and Jacksonville Jaguars, I'd say, probably, right? Detroit uh, Lions yeah. even played hard. They went 9-8. and eight. Yeah, Lions. Lions finished 9-8. and eight, Steelers I even. They still is. 
Steelers finish the season. Not, not a surprise, but over five hundred. That's right. Nine and eight, fifteen years in a row for Mike Tomlin, mm. uh, or sixteen, fifteen and sixteen years in a row now for him. But uh, I would say Seattle number one, being a playoff team, considering I had Geno Smith as like a thirtieth ranked quarterback, did not see that coming at all. I did mention though he did play like all right in the games he played last year, but. It wasn't like I saw him being a good quarterback. I had him ranked 30th. He did play decent the last year. I think he threw like five touchdowns, no picks in the games he played last season for Seattle. Um, did not see Geno Smith being the quarterback he is this year, though. So I'll see Geno Smith in the Seahawks being a surprise. I'll go with Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Although they were a couple years away of building. Yeah. Them being where they're at now is just huge progress. Considering they were I think the Vikings goals. are a surprise. The Vikings are a surprise, too. Kevin O'Connell is the coach of the year candidate for that reason. Yeah, that's a surprise to me. Did they miss the playoffs last year? Missed the playoffs the last two years. Okay, so yeah, that's a big surprise. Last to me. couple of seasons, I, I think the last time they made the playoffs was twenty nineteen, I believe. So they missed it a few years. Around. I mean, the Packers ran that division for some years now. Um, that obviously makes a difference. But and the Lions, so, obviously, yeah, the Vikings, I go right, Packers, Jag, or no, uh, surprise Jags, Vikings, and uh, Seahawks. Okay, I'll go Seahawks one, Jacksonville two. The Giants aren't a surprise to me. Most people that would be a surprise to I had the Giants at 9-8 and eight anyways going into this year. They finished 9-7-1. I had the Giants making the playoffs. So it's not really a surprise to me. Um, but I guess overall I put the Giants in there just because most people they'd be a surprise team. They weren't a surprise to me. Um, let me. Let me think of a third team besides the Giants because they're not really a surprise to me. To most people it was. But I, I knew the Giants would be 9-7 or 9-8, not 9-7. I knew they'd be around 9 wins. Uh, trying to think of a good team here. Jacksonville's an easy one. Seattle's an easy one. I mean, even the Steelers, like you said, that roster is not that good, especially considering they didn't really have much help there. Yeah, uh, no they didn't the make that out, so. They missed it, just on the outside, right? Yeah. Just on the outside. Uh, I'd say the Jets, actually. I had the Jets winning eight and nine I games. I think for you, year. it might be the Chargers, right? <laughs> the they actually made it. The Chargers, yeah, I'm not a big Chargers fan. Uh, yeah. I was lower on them. I think I had them third I think you had the them division. bottom of the barrel, right? Third of the division, like nine and eight. Or eight and nine or something. I think eight, nine, and eight. We'll look back. Yeah, you at had what, the, you had Raiders, Chiefs, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos. No, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos. I had them not making the. Play. Yeah. I had the Chargers maybe barely making it nine and eight. I didn't have them beat, winning ten games. Um, I wasn't really too high on Brandon Staley, but I do like what I saw this year though. In progress wise, out of Seahawks, Giants, Jacksonville, but my third team for surprises. I guess I'd go Lions. They missed the playoffs, but them winning nine games very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. I'll go nine. Is Jared Goff had a great season? That's another. I had Jared Goff mid tier that win is. I had him like middle of the pack, like fifteen to eighteen. I think I had him in the middle of the pack of my rankings of quarterbacks. Uh, I, I said in the podcast when the preview, me and you both did. Some of our takes were right. I mean, Geno Smith, no one was going to be right about in the world. We had some picks that were right. I mean, you had Trevor Lawrence being good, and then you know, as a dark horse to win the AFC championship, uh, win the AFC South, then so, doing that. That's no, what no one had. That's all I take no one had. You had that. I had Daniel Jones being a top 12 quarterback going into the season, and now you look at Daniel Jones definitely a top 12 quarterback. There's only 14, 14 teams left, so good argument that he's in there. Oh, he's top eight, DJ. He's top eight quarterback. I don't care what anyone says. People can come at me. They can text me, reply to any of these YouTube comments, whatever you got to do with Spotify. <laughs> come at me, talk to me about DJ. You know I'm always going to defend DJ, right? So I know people won't agree with that. People aren't going to agree with Daniel Jones being a top eight quarterback probably, right? But I'm always here to defend him. People can, a playoff win is going to go a long way. If he gets a playoff win, that goes a long way. People give me a text about they got a problem with it. You know, everyone knows I, I'm a big DJ fan. I've been a supporter of him now for three years, three, four years now. Uh, his first year, I was skeptical of him for a week or two after the draft. Then if that, so been if, a big if fan DJ of him. So four years now. Road, if G, DJ wins on the road as an underdog and Herbert loses on the road as a favorite, that's a good good argument 
for you. DJ's my boy. I, as I said to you before, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones were the second in the sixth overall picks in 2018-2019. Dave Gettleman drilled those picks. Dave Gettleman did not get enough credit for what he built. He was not a great GM building an offensive line. He neglected the offensive line. But for what he built, a lot of pieces we have right now are Dave Gettleman pieces. So considering that, I think you got to give Dave Gettleman more credit. But uh, I was a Daniel Jones fan going into the season over most quarterbacks, and I think it even validated even more this year. I knew Daniel Jones had this in him. He just needed help. He needed some stability in, in the front office. He needed an offensive coordinator that could help him out. He needed some help it, it, with health. Obviously, Daniel Jones has had his injuries, but Saquon Barkley being hurt doesn't help. Sterling Shelby getting hurt wasn't great. Uh, Kadarius Tony was a distraction. Yeah, Kenny Holland is not the quarterback. It was not the wide receiver that uh, you know a quarterback like Daniel Jones needs on a 50-50 ball. So, Wandale, Wandale getting hurt, tearing turn, his ACL. Uh, every quarterback could use a 50-50 guy, and the Giants just do not have that really. Uh, considering Isaiah Hodgins was a fifth, you know, wide receiver on the depth chart, maybe a sixth wide receiver on the depth chart in Buffalo is on the practice squad. The Giants pick him up week ten. He ends up being our best receiver, one of the best. Richie James. Is Number one on the team receptions with Saquon. The Giants just overachieved in general. I'm not going to have them surprise teams. I had them being a playoff team anyways because I knew this team was going in the right direction with the pieces we had. Uh, so I'll go with the Lions being 9-8, and eight, being as my last surprise team. Most disappointing player in fantasy, Jonathan Taylor, probably number one. Uh, yeah. See, well, you know me. I don't think that the guys generally repeat as the top at the position. Yeah, you were right about that. Especially for receiver anyways. Running back is a little different. Um, you were right about usually that. Usually, it's like the same, you know, like Henry and those guys are usually up there. Yeah. Um, disappointment. <laughs> I'm trying to think here. Um, Lamar Jackson was hurt. He was drafted like third or fourth yeah. quarterback. Um, but like when he played, he was still putting up points. So. Still put up some good numbers. Oh, Deontay Johnson didn't even catch a touchdown. Oh, no, week eighteen. I think it's him. Yeah. He was like a wide I mean, receiver too. He's drafted. Yeah, it was wide receiver too. I mean, Debo. It could be Debo, 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 Debo's it. Debo's oh, yeah, it. Debo Debo's a first or second round pick in mostly every league by yeah. a second round, mid second round. Debo's the number one fantasy. Uh, I would say disappointment for you. I would agree with you there. Um, I, I would take that. And, he had so many touchdowns last year. So well, there's have so many guys to spread the ball around with, right? McCaffrey, Ayuk. Kittle, even you know, being healthy, even though Kittle's not really getting. Yeah, healthy, I mean, it's not know. much different than last year, though. I mean, he still they went to him in the red zone nonstop. Like he was the running back and the receiver, he was everything. He was coming in motion every play too, so he was always you know generating and you know yeah. room getting space. I'm just, well, they gave it to him in the red zone because he's a tank. Yeah, he's a big guy. But this year they just weren't. I don't know. He was fragile. Too. Production. He got his money. He got his payday, and sometimes you get your payday and you, you drop off a little bit in production. That's what yeah. happens. Yeah, he dealt with some. He got banged up a little bit. Here and there. He had the hamstring bothering him. So it was a lot of games he played that he didn't finish. I'm with you there. That's the problem. I would say he's probably the biggest disappointment. And not to go Taylor for myself, uh, both those guys, neither one had a great season. Um, and then obviously his injuries to guys like Lamar Jackson. Um, injuries obviously a big part of fantasy football as well uh, that you can obviously battle with. Um, but all in all, though, it was a pretty good season for the NFL. And I, I like summing it up with our – Surprises in our, uh, and we'll do this again next year with, with our quarterback rings. But I like the surprises and the disappointments for teams and players. Um, surprise player number one, I, I would say one one surprise player topped off. Trevor Lawrence. I think Lawrence probably surprised the league the most. Made the playoffs. He's put up great numbers. He popped off, Trev. Yeah. Any he quarterback off. that rises up like that, you know, from compared to the year he had last year with that awful coaching, like. He went from maybe the worst situation in the league to just a, a decent one. 
And that's all he needed. Stability. And, and he's, Stability. he's shining now. So, yeah, I'll give, give Trevor Lawrence. Stability. I mean, think about everyone's outlook for him next year. He's going to be expected to make the playoffs. You're right. Yeah. You're right now. Now they're expecting to take him to jump up, right? Yeah. With, have, with cap space to spend. and. I mean, there's no other rival quarterback in the division now, so this should be. I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm excited to see how things go. I'm excited to see how things go uh, for that team in Jacksonville. I think they're, I think they're building well for the future. And you get that quarterback, a generational one like Trevor Lawrence, to start of a could Huge. be a dynasty. That's it. You need it. <laughs> could be start of a dynasty. You just have to have it. Oh, you need your quarterback, right? We mentioned Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. You need those guys. I mean, think Cincinnati was awful. Now they're great. Bills were awful for decades. Now they're in the playoffs every year. Chiefs even weren't that. I mean, they were all right with Alex Smith. Yeah, but Chiefs were they weren't the powerhouse a dynasty team, they are now. But yeah. They're respected, but not the team they are now. Not a powerhouse. But yeah, I think you need your you need your rock. Well, you can, you the, the quarter, quarterback. a good quarterback is going to make up for deficiencies elsewhere, like the Chiefs' defense. If you gave that defense to a team like I don't know, the Seahawks, like yeah. on a different team with a lesser quarterback, they're not going to be like the Rams are picking me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you there. Uh, I'm with you there. Or you give them to the Panthers with you know Sam Darnold or Desmond Ritter mm-hmm. on the Falcons. I'm with you. Uh, but that that's that's a good way to sum it up. Anyways, on Mike, don't want to hold you too much longer. Now it's four twenty-five here. Kickoff's gonna be in a few minutes. No, no, kickoff time. Kickoff's coming here. Uh, any other hot takes or anything you want to finish with? No, that's it. Excited to see it. Uh, and enjoy the show. Go Jacksonville. Go Tampa Bay. Those are your two squads. Oh, I get my New York Giants. Need them to win uh, tomorrow. But uh, thank you so much, Mike, for coming on the Sports Guru. Mike Curley knows everything sports, whether we talk football, basketball, baseball, hockey, any college sport as well. When you get Stetson Bennett, we'll save that for the next episode. We're talking Georgia. Uh, they have the new power. I was a college football. The draft. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you there. We'll talk about. We'll, we'll talk Stetson Bennett another time for sure. Uh, but Georgia's the new powerhouse of college football, and you've been with them before they were the powerhouse. Uh, so you've been with the Bulldogs for a while. I respect. Always that. go dogs. Go dogs, baby. Stetson Bennett, the goat. Uh, he actually he is, could be. He actually could be one of the best. College, he might be the goat of the college football playoff. Ever. Most un, the best underdog quarterback ever could be. Two right, national right. championships in a row. I mean, it's just sick. His parents went to Georgia, walk on, turns went to a JUCO, transferred to a JUCO, comes back, wins a championship for the JUCO, goes back to Georgia, buried in the depth chart again, gets a start in 2020, and the rest is history. Uh, made it a great run. Um, but yeah, we'll break down you know Georgia and in, in, tied the record too, right? Six touchdowns that game. Yeah, six touchdowns. Tied, tied Joe Burrow. In that 2020 game, Clemson versus LSU. So, uh, and look at the weapons that Burrow had. Burrow had more weapons yeah, than, right. than Stetson. Yeah, Burrow was just had. a one-year wonder, really. He was 70 touchdowns. He had or something nuts. Uh, I think it was like 60. But yeah. was it? Yeah, let me see. Uh, I'm gonna make sure we get that. right. I think it might have been an even 60, but I could be wrong. Oh, he had a crazy season though. Uh, maybe maybe I'm combining the rushing with it too because he did have a crazy uh, 60 passing. And then also added five rushing, 65 touchdowns total. 65, wow. Uh, 60 passing to six picks with a crazy 76.3% completion percentage, which is nuts. That is nuts. Nuts. Uh, anyways, I mean, Mike, I mean, that team was loaded, though. They're oh, all in the NFL. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Uh, Hilaire was Clyde Hilaire, yep, yep. Uh, even the Moss tight The defense was, was elite, too. Derek Stingley. They were loaded, yeah. Uh, Queen, Grant Patrick Elpid, Queen. Pa- Patrick Queen, Grant Elpid. I mean, that team is just stacked. Chiasson or whatever. Yep, the linebacker, yep. yep. The linebacker, he's good, yep. That team is stacked, filthy. Derek Stingley, yeah. Derek Stingley, top three pick to, to, to the Texans. So, uh, anyways, Mike, I don't want to hold you much longer. The game's obviously starting here in a couple minutes. But enjoy the Bees tonight. Hopefully the Bees get you a win. Uh, obviously playing Toronto, so it's always a high, high-tempered game. A lot of you tension. Can. A lot of tension in those games. Obviously, it's going to be a physical one, I'm sure. So. They got shut out last game. I expect a big win. Big bounce back. 
Only the first loss at home on the season. It took them until January That's to lose true, one yeah. at home in regulation. So uh, not the worst thing. But hopefully they recover for you and get you a win tonight. But thank you, Mike, as always, for coming on. I appreciate it. The best in the business. Sports guru, Mike Hurley. All right. Thank you, Mike. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Thank you. Anyways, that does conclude today's Super Wild Card Weekend Preview. Hope you guys enjoy every Wild Card game. Best of luck to all your teams if you guys have a team that is in the playoffs. As for the Giants, hopefully they get me a win tomorrow. I will be doing another preview on game day tomorrow with Paul from Southie. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that as well. But hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. And hope you guys have a good one. Thank you.